Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do you know what time it is? It is Saturday morning. You're now tuned in to the most outlandish morning show on a Saturday morning right here with the Living Split Screen guys every 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time. Um, with that being said, I am one of your hosts, Steel Rain. And I'm here with an uncanny gentleman that I will introduce here in, in a few moments. But, but I, before I get into that, I do have to let you all know, I have to shout out to the Midweek Mix-Up Collection for supporting us and allowing us to continue to be ourselves. Again, keeping it live, raw, and uncut, giving you that authentic, organic, and um, entertaining energy only me and my guy Pong Soul can bring you. But also... In case you guys didn't know, for one lucky winner sometime during the show, probably going to be halfway, we will be giving away, and shout out the country gentleman for being a gentleman and a scholar, Absolutely. And uh, but he's going to be giving away a $75 Xbox currency code, gift code, for one fabulous winner um so definitely be tuned in for that hey if you don't hear your name during the show or if you hear your name during the show i should say um and you don't hit us up in the dms we will re-roll coming this coming up monday um so i guess that gives you a couple days to get at us in the dms if you don't hit us up in the dms you hear your name announced then we're going to be looking to hear from you if we don't hear for you we're re-rolling so just to let you know uh with that being said though it is now time to introduce one of the most uncanny gentlemen that you can ever find within not only the podcast streets, but maybe even Twitter or maybe even your chat room. Um, he is also just my brother from another man um, who I've stepped into this journey and have nothing but an amazing time with the other side of living split screen. The man who also puts the soul into Pong, my guy. Also, what is going on, man? How are you feeling? Uh, talk to me, man. What's up, man? Good morning, Steel. It has been one hell of a week. Um, so I'm happy to be here. This is my safe place, my my safe space, even though I hate that word. This is it. <laughs> Living split screen, Saturday mornings, episode 34, Saturday. November the 20th. My God, I cannot believe it's November 20th already, but it man, it has, uh, look, this week has been ridiculous. First of all, like you said, Steel, shout out to Midweek Mix Up Collective and all the support from those brothers over there as well uh, as uh, country gentlemen, one heck of a uh, gentleman. Yes. We'll use it again in this community. Uh, generous is all get out to do this thing. Look, uh, we're going to have some new people showing up today. If you're listening now live, if you're listening later, here's the deal. We're going to give you a little scoop, right? Steel and I are not trying to buy subs. Uh, we're not about that. We rarely nope. do these contests, uh, but when somebody does approach us like that, um, you know, certainly going to take them up on the uh, generosity of the offer um, and not put it down. But hey, if you're here today for the first time, or if you're listening to us later for the first time, we just want you to stick around. We don't want your sub if you don't like what you're hearing. We're right. not about that. We exactly. we want to grow this channel organically. Awesome. We We want the people that enjoy what you're hearing to be here yes. so please please thank you for showing up and if you're just showing up because of the contest totally understand thank you for giving us a shot but listen to what we got to say 
decide if we are for you, if it's something that you want to uh, join in on each Saturday with us and myself, and then, and then hit the sub button, right? So if it's not for you, you just showing up for the, for, for the, for the contest. Hey, I'm okay with that. Steel's okay with that. We love you all the same. Um, And I totally get it, but just, just sub if you hear, if you like what you hear. Okay. Period. Uh, Point blank. So uh, this is a different style show. It's a two man show for anybody who is not aware. It's just me and steel. Uh, We don't do the guest thing, uh, or at least we have not done it as of yet. Uh, And I don't think it's going to be like a regular thing. It will be something special if we decide to do that down the road, because steel and I look, we already go three plus hours. If you didn't know that, we go three plus hours here at Steel and I. We like to talk and we like to hear ourselves talk. So that's where we're at with Living Split Screen. But we cover the entire industry. We're non-console centric. Yes, it tends lately to be really Xbox heavy, heavy, but that's because Xbox is dominating the news cycles right now. You know, as soon as, as soon as PlayStation starts hitting, we're going to have more PlayStation news. If the Switch starts doing something or if Nintendo starts doing plenty. something, listen. We're right. going to talk about it, right? So that's how it rolls here. But uh, we love you all. Thank you all for showing up. All the great people already in the chat. Thanks. Awesome to see you all this morning. Steel, it has been a crazy week for news. Obviously, big gigantic celebrations. Yep. Uh, we got controversy again yep. uh, in, in the world of Activision. More stuff coming out. Uh, but we've got Halo breakdowns coming up. We've got all sorts of stuff going down. Um, but it has been a big, big week. I have been uh mia this week as you mm. well know you guys have been getting your halo on this yeah. guy not so much i've been uh, i've been playing a couple smaller games here and there when i've had the opportunity so i can't right. wait to sit down and talk with you about this stuff mm-hmm. so steel before we get into the upcoming games of the week which mm-hmm. is a very short list my friend <laughs> very, very short list this is this is holiday week coming up thanksgiving yeah. Uh, for the United States coming up. So Black Friday sales have already begun, uh, but there's not a lot. There, there's, there's hardly any new games coming out this week at all, like literally. Uh, right. So we don't have much to talk about there. So Steel, what is going on in the chat? You want to shout out some people you want to talk You about? already know, my guy. We got to shout out some people in the chat because uh, for the ones that come on here on a week to week basis i can't do nothing but show y'all mad love man um y'all don't have to be here and the fact that you are um is an amazing thing shows us that you support us shows us that we're going on the right path um again all the wonderful things that Pawn was speaking to is 100 facts man um we pride ourselves on being organic authentic bringing the energy uh bringing the passion covering everything within the industry not being console centric um because the vision is bigger um if this is your first time here then I, there's an analogy that i've come up with here recently um that i really want people to take into consideration and think about um at some point and that analogy is sometimes you have to take yourself out of the world and give yourself that real-time strategy view that rts view um pulling yourself back out of the world and exploring uh, the dark areas of the map uh, because without that there may be some untapped resources that you haven't found yet there may be some information that you haven't seen there may be content out there uh, that has not been touched on and i can guarantee you now um, because I know people have felt some kind of way about the, you know, the whole Game Award conversation and Forza and everything else. Um, I know people have been 
kind of up and down about that. People are tired of hearing about it. Uh, I know I told a couple people during the week, hey, you know, living split screen is going to attack it from a different angle. So be on the lookout for that. And we're probably going to hit it strong out of the park um, with that or maybe Halo. It just depends because um, there's a lot of things I got to say about Halo. There's a lot of passion, a lot of love there. Uh, so I definitely want to get that across. Um, again, I, I know the Xbox Ultimate Team. I know Mav put up that uh, casual Halo fan up for you. <laughs> but, you know, I definitely want to give you all my opinion. Um, and then Palm's also going to give you his opinion to follow up with it. Um, we there were some Pragmata updates for those who were interested in that. Um, me and Pong actually found out today one thing that is really interesting, just before we get knee deep into the show and before I start signing out some people really quick. Um, I just want to run down the different list of things we might be end up talking about. Hopefully we'll get it get to it all. But um, there was a Pragmata updates. Me and Pong actually found out in the background that they are using their RE engine. So for those who haven't seen the recent trailer um of them and they did a really good way um because the game was supposed to come out in 2022 they pushed it back to 2023 they said hey we need more work uh we need more time and the little trailer they did for it was an amazing trailer the little girl we, we might actually have to show the original trailers too, we, we might because we i don't might. know if people even remember they what might not Mata is so i think we might have to do that just to refresh some memories because that game's different that game's yeah that game's like that's a kojima love letter right there. yeah so. yeah yeah it's it's, it's interesting so we definitely yeah. have to show y'all that um battlefield 2042 actually has its full release which is kind of crazy to think about that it just released friday me and Pong started on it early um there yep. are some things that i want to touch on that because i feel like right at this moment it's following the same path as other battlefields have and even though it's not as bad it's mm -hmm. still in the eye of the people getting some something really we, bad something looks. we talked about before at launch deal yes the, the worries the concerns we both brought up our concerns about exactly it. exactly so it's something to talk about we definitely want to touch on it um because i think we like we say here all the time metal who nobody cares about that it, all the scores and everything but there is something to be said about that so we'll talk about that um the whole activision blizzard debacle um jim ryan and phil spencer coming out and saying uh they want to reevaluate the relationship with them again there's a lot of craziness going on activision blizzard aren't the only ones man but maybe this would be the first tree to fall for other trees to fall right um Shout out to you, Ubisoft. About Ubisoft. Shout yeah. out to you yeah. know, hey, a lot of people forgotten about that already. And apparently, also, hey, everybody's favorite dev. I believe it was also it was either I, I believe it was either Naughty Dog or somebody else that actually actually also made the news. I can't recall. It was somebody else. It was also another PlayStation Studio that also um, people were I think coming it was out Insomniac, about. Actually. Was it Insomniac? Ooh. Yeah, Insomniac and Naughty Dog both. Okay, both. Fish. Okay, so. Yeah. Again, trees might start falling, but we definitely want to talk about that. Um, Phil also came out talking about legal emulation. I know emulation is something we touched on here before, um, so we definitely want to speak on that. And then the truth behind Scalebound and everything. Hopefully, we get to touch on all those things with the upcoming games being a little bit on the shorter end. Um, maybe we will. But just to give you guys something to look forward to. And with that, Doom Reaper, Retro Nerd, Six Slayer, Crazy Louie. Um, we was actually getting some game time in last night when I sh probably should have been sleeping. Nix in the house. Oh, sorry about that. Nix no, was good. in there too. Sorry. Yeah, Nix is definitely in the house. Um, but uh, Louie was with us getting some gaming in last night. <laughs> we actually had a party of like 20, almost 20 people. God. And getting it in yesterday. That was interesting. We had too many people to even join a party. That's how big it was. Um, so we were having a good time with that. Uh <laughs> Hey boy, what's going on? I had to put that, I had to throw the little Michael Jackson on there. Um, 
was, was good, brother. I mean, it was I, good. The coffee's kicking in. Here we I'm, go. I'm just folks. saying. Here we go. The General C was going on. My suko was popping, my guy. Um, Lemon just jumped in here. 108 Dragons 108 in the house. 108 Dragons. Look, 108, I'm going to need you to do one thing. If I go another day without playing Halo with you, I know we have, there's a bigger problem. Like, we beefing, what's going on? No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, for real, man. We got to get together and run some Halo, man. I saw you on there getting getting to it. Uh, Six Slayer. No, hold on. I got to say, like, the Halo way. Sick Slayer. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying his name like that. That sounds, sounds like it sounds like be amazing. Um, Smitty Smith is in the house. You know, it's Salute, always lovely brother. to hear you. you got you. gotta love to see you in here. Casket Repair HTK360, the other barber, because he probably isn't your main barber, but that's fine. Um, the other barber, what's called, what's going on, man? Who else? We got Mr. Kima in the house. We got Dem in the house. It's not them, it's Dem. Tony Grasso is in the Tony house. Squad Culp, always good to see you, sir. You're showing up every week as well. The blue one. What's course, going on, my guy? Uh, General C, I don't know if I shouted you out. I don't believe so. Um, but I definitely got to give you the shout out. Ran some games with him with my brother. It was a good time. We had a good time in there. Got some dubs out there. Fat Boy Horror. What's going on? Uh, who else we got in here? Black Card One. What's going on? Pixel course, Slapper. Alex is a valve. What's going on? Oh, uh, looks like it'll be we everybody. Got HDK 360 brother Peter from NLG that is a fact. in here as well. <laughs> that is a fact. Good that is a fact. Uh, Casco Repair says off topic, but if you're a Ghostbusters fan, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a fun, nostalgic romp. You know what's crazy about that? Before we get into it, is that. I've been hearing that. And as someone who kind of came on the tail end of Ghostbusters, um, who really wasn't like too into it at the time. Of course, I mean, as a kid, you're like, oh, Ghostbusters is cool. But who I wasn't super into it at the time. I do find myself like reminiscing on those movies sometimes because they were, I mean, again, they were a key part of my childhood. My parents made sure of that. But um, I'm, I was hoping that this new one would be good to at least reinvigorate the, the series a little bit. And it does seem like it's doing that, but we'll see. Uh, my concerns yeah we'll i mean yeah it's whatever we'll see yeah but anyway here we go with that being said let's get into it he said one of says my game night is tomorrow if you can hop in let's go man i got a word tomorrow man that's how it's life it's life it's all good we'll definitely get on uh in the general sees more halo if, if you're down stealing pong you already know man uh with that being said let's get knee deep into the show pong um is there anything you want to touch on before we get into these upcoming games man what's going on Ah, brother, I think I said it all in the beginning. Uh, so, yeah, we can just hop right into these games. And there's, like, literally two of them. So, with that, then, some game, Some Game Pass stuff. <laughs> all right, well, with that, then, what we'll do is, um, so we mix it up a little bit this time. We'll, we'll do the upcoming games. We'll talk about a little bit what we're playing in the background yep. since it rolls right into Halo um, and Battlefield yep. kind of anyway. And then we'll just lead the... Uh, Leave the herd from there. So let's get into it. All right. So again, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, we use GameInformer.com uh, forward slash 20 or backslashes. I can always forget which one it is. Forward slash 2021. Again, not a perfect list by any stretch of the imagination, but they do the best they can with all the content coming out. Uh, have not found one that uh, updates any faster than these guys. So we are just going to roll with it. So again, uh, next week, Thanksgiving for the United States. Again, nothing going on. So the big one, uh, Farming Simulator 22. 
That's right. Farming Simulator is back for all you wannabe farmers uh, who don't want to actually, in real life, get your butt up at the uh, crack of dawn uh, and work those fields and right. uh, tend the cows and all that stuff. Hey, look, Farming Simulator 22 is for you. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Uh, Stadia just celebrated its two-year anniversary. Shout out to Stadia for still kicking around. So congratulations, Google. Uh, you're still here after two years. Uh, so that is uh, coming out on November 22nd. And then we've got Death's Door. That's right, everybody. Death's Door, the beloved franchise that showed up. Well, I should can't call it a franchise. It's the first one. But the, the, the beloved indie that showed up on Xbox and uh, captured the Xbox Nation. Hey, it's finally coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Switch on November 23rd. You guys have not played it on an Xbox yet. Please do yourself a favor and try it out on PlayStation or Switch. It is worth it. Death's Door. Uh, I know Steel really, really enjoyed it a lot. I did. Uh, I, I definitely liked what I played. I'm it's on my list for anybody new here. I am a grazer. I am a person who plays hundreds of games. I can have 20 games going at once. Uh, so I don't finish a whole lot of games, mm -hmm. but I play a lot of games. Right. That store was definitely on that list. Uh, really liked what I uh, what I played with. And just a quick side note, because I, I just like to be yeah. I like to be transparent. Um, for those who pay attention on the, on the live shows and everything, if you're watching this on screen, hopefully it, a lot of the times you probably see me on a weekend to weekend basis adjust the settings within OBS. Uh, you see me moving screens around and stuff like that, moving us around and things like that sometimes. For whatever reason, OBS doesn't like the settings when I save them. So they're always <laughs> different when I come back. The window capture screen is always different when I come back. So, hey. So hopefully you guys enjoy me moving things around, adjusting things as I as I do with the background. But anyway, uh, right. <laughs> go ahead and continue, Paul. Oh yeah, but no, um, but to just touch on Death's Door. If you haven't played it, play it, please. Death's Door is definitely speaking of game of year conversation, definitely up there for me uh, at least as a someone who is a Souls fan who is into that kind of genre. Um, Death's Door is one of the ones from Devolver Digital that I wasn't um, thinking it was going to hit. The way that it did for me, I was interested in it, but yeah. I thoroughly loved the game, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it. It was an amazing game. Definitely try it out. Um, it's worth every dollar that you spend on. I believe it's only like 20, 20 30 bucks at the max. Uh, you got an extra 20, 30 bucks. You got those points saved up from uh, Xbox or um, at this point, PlayStation. Spend spend those dollars, man. Get in the desk door. Try it out. See if you're into it. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Mesuko was Death's Door a difficult game? That's always that's always a challenging question um, to answer because everybody's. I would say it was, it was challenging, but it's not over the top. It's just you do have to learn the enemies, right? You have yeah, to yeah, learn yeah. their patterns, um, and you got to figure out your, you know, which weapon you're going to go with. I'm right. My run through, and I'm probably I don't know five five hours, six hours in, I'm running through with just the umbrella trying to get the achievement, which I normally don't do. And I don't like Souls games. Everybody here who's been following us knows that I'm not a Souls fan and I'm still having an okay time with it. It's more like your old school Nintendo days of yeah. challenging is how I would describe it. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it, it, 
and again, you can adjust it. So it, it's not like that big a deal. But if you're using all the weapons like Steel did, Steel, I think you said it had its moments, but otherwise you, I mean, again, you're on a different skill level, but but it wasn't over the top hard. No, I mean, it's not like if anybody's yeah. played Hades, it's not as difficult as Hades, at least okay. to me personally. Um, okay. It's nowhere close to that. Uh, at, at least, again, to me personally. Um, I was having a fun time with Hades, but Hades being the game that it is, um, it's one of those where I played it over and over again, and then I got eventually got tired of it, and it's not because, oh, I didn't beat the game, or whatever the case might be. There's other games that pull my attention, and you only get so long with me, right? Um, and so something else comes in, most of the time it's a multiplayer game again. For those who have been <laughs> tuning in, you already know, um, a multiplayer game will come through, or a game like, um, for example, uh, for example, Kana, uh, Bridge of Spirits, game like that will come along uh another game that i thoroughly enjoyed and i'll run through that game you know what i'm saying like it's more it's easier to play a game that has an ending than a game like uh hey these that doesn't necessarily it has an ending but you have to beat it, it multiple times yeah. to get that ending and you have to be dedicated motivated and everything um if you've played hades death's door is a lot easier there's a lot of reflection a lot of like the game makes it you just got to learn the game man it's one of those yeah. um if you're a fan of the old school zelda kind of games uh if you're a dark souls it's a dark souls light for sure but if you enjoy that definitely check it out all right so uh that was all that was on the list for next week oh wow uh, okay to be honest so i'm gonna go into the xbox wire like i normally do again i didn't hear anything about ps now updates uh as far as any new games showing up at ps now they usually hmm. do it at the beginning of the month or ps plus um they obviously add their games at the beginning of the month right uh so i will just roll on into uh xbox wire here and see what's coming out for game pass um because generally speaking this is where we find out some different games are showing up so uh, we are going to start right off in Xbox Wire. Before We Leave is showing up November 22nd in Game Pass. Uh, this is a uh, obviously a, a simulation-style game, okay? Uh, so it's it, the brief description is rediscover civilization in this cozy city builder, grow co- crops, gather resources, research lost technologies, and expand your settlements. Take your peeps uh, from survival to success, then set your sights on the stars above. Just watch out for the ancient guardians that roam the galaxy. Uh, And that's going to be available on cloud console and PC uh, November 22nd. I am always down for these types of games. You know I will be downloading this one and Mm -hmm. checking it out. Um, And then I think there was one more maybe. Oh. Yo, shout out to Joe Dunmore. I got a oh. shout out to him. Um, Brother, also, what's going on? Sour Blow Gaming, Matt Barnes, Kappa Grant is in the house. Fun speculation is in the house. What's going on? I want to shout out some people what's while you're on, finding Mav? that. Sly Crow is in the house. What's going on? Here, always good to see you. Uh, and then uh, also next week, I'll just throw this off the top of my head. I know the uh, Flight Simulator uh is it i think game, game of the year, year edition mm-hmm. game of the year edition is coming with uh races yeah uh and they're adding some other uh content as well some new planes as well i believe uh so that is coming out free to download uh for everybody who has the game even the game pass uh subscribers yep. that downloaded it through there so uh that's pretty cool and that uh racing uh be i don't interesting. know where i'm gonna squeeze i don't know where i'm gonna squeeze it in but uh it definitely is interesting so i am looking forward to that as well uh 
So that's it, folks. I told you it was it's a light week, but I think that we've been more uh, than compensated over the past uh, yeah. couple months here with yeah. games. So yeah. I think we all are not uh, hurting for anything to play right now, no matter what you like. Yeah. Uh, there has been something for everybody lately. Um, so let's uh, let's see here. This week's deal again. I have been MIA. Uh, I have not played any Battlefield. I have not played any Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, either one of those this week. I, like I said, I've been touching some smaller games. I told you behind the scenes. I, I, I the for anybody who doesn't know, Black Friday sale is on the Xbox Store already. Uh, there are a ton of good games in there on Ooh. sale. A lot of the familiar faces are there as well. Right. I wish they would do a better of rotating those out. I know it's kind of like a business thing. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah. You've got your select titles that you can constantly put on sale, Uh, but I was really hoping they were going to have some different stuff in there. Uh, Some newer games are in there with some good sales as well, Uh, but I uh, picked up some smaller ones. Um, Risk of Rain and Risk of Rain 2 are are older games. Steel gave me the, oh, those are some old games. (laughs) Yeah, they've been around on PC especially, and then they came out on console, but I've always been interested in them. They are looter roguelites, and I really wanted to check them out. And so $7.50 for both of them, me, a budget gamer. I was like, all right, I could squeeze this out. So I went ahead and picked those up, and I just I jumped into Risk of Rain 2 because I like the style uh, more than what I was seeing in Risk of Rain 1. Right. Uh, man, fun game. Uh, for the little bit I touched on it, awesome awesome game uh really got a good loop got a great hook uh fun 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 you power up fast you feel like you're powering up Mm -hmm. um as you run through the levels a lot like you can't save mid game um so it's the old school type of roguelite it's not the hades where you can save on each level right uh but but what i will say is it gives you that hades feeling of being very quick runs in which you're powering up extremely fast. Right. So I was rocking and rolling through, uh, you got to get these teleporters open up and then you teleport to the next area. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was, I was rocking and rolling and then I got a special, um, uh, portal and it said golden portal. And I could have teleported to the next area or do you want to take this golden portal? I took the golden portal and it was basically a boss, level nonstop of course and it was. like i yeah, yeah yeah so i got crushed so but i had a great time uh weapons are unique weapons are fun the style is really cool i love it uh so that's a cool one on sale right now otherwise uh xo1 which dropped on game pass last week a lot of people were on this uh steel thought this was xo mecca do not confuse the two completely different games okay uh so exo mecca comes out next year that's the one with the big uh, giant mechs and the shiny and the desert and the first person shooter and all that kind of stuff looks crazy that's coming next year exo one is the one where you're a probe uh exploring planets Ooh, probe i yeah pause right <laughs> um uh look uh this game if you look and like which i do those chill games to mm-hmm. kind of cleanse the palate uh in between bigger titles or uh something that is just relaxing um before bed or whatever the case may be xo one is your game mm-hmm. this game is number one it's gorgeous uh absolutely love the style i'm gonna post screenshots uh either this weekend or early next week i did take some screenshots uh but this game is not just simply a probe exploring planets it's also got some puzzle aspects to it mm-hmm. and each level is you're going each level you go to a new planet so the terrain changes 
Uh, your thought process has to change. But again, it's not like overly complex problem solving. It's just kind of more physics-based problem mm -hmm. solving, uh, trying to figure out how you're going to get to the next area because you as this probe, like all the early videos we shot saw pretty much showed you flying, right? Well, actually your probe has to gather energy in order to be able to fly. So you're right. flying and then it transforms into a ball and you're rolling on the ground mm -hmm. through the terrain. So awesome game. Uh, music is, is subtle, uh, but fantastic. Uh, and like I said, the aspects of just, it's, it's extremely relaxing. It's just one of those just totally opposite of your halos, your, your battlefields. It, it, it's a great game. Uh, X01 is cool. Um, otherwise, uh, Steel, I also, thanks to backwards compatibility, which we will talk yes. about, that latest drop, I picked up some actually really cheap, good deals on some of the games that dropped before they shoot up in price. Um, so I got... Uh, well, the two that I, I've been able to play, I just got uh, Fear 1 and Fear 3 yesterday okay. um, in the mail. I'm waiting on Fear 2, so I'll have the complete Fear series except for the the uh, special files one that they came out with. Um, that one's a little bit more expensive right now. And again, budget gamer, got to watch it. Uh, but then I also got Max Payne 3 uh, and uh, Binary Domain, which a Bam. lot of people forgot about. Yeah, yeah I know yeah, about Binary yeah. Domain. Damn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Again, the 360 era, the PS3 and 360 era was some of the most creative, wacky, wild action pack. It's like it's like yeah. 80s action movies, man. Yeah, that's, that's what that 360 era was. You got so many just games that came out of the blue mm -hmm. that like you go back and play them and you're like, what were they thinking? Like, how did this get greenlit? But yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Uh, so binary domain looks and plays fantastic now on Series X. Uh, it's got the 60 FPS boost. Um, so it is a totally different game now than what it was. Uh, so absolutely loving it. Some of the corniest writing, some of the worst writing of all time, uh, but still just fun as hell. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I played around with that. And then Max Payne, Max Payne 3 did not get an FPS boost. Um, you know, obviously... Again, we'll talk about this a little bit, but it's kind of a big deal that Xbox was able to get Rockstar to go ahead and say, hey, go ahead, put these on backwards compatibility. Um, so I think that was a big move for them because a lot of people are clamoring for them. But Max Plane 3 still holds up to this day. Mm -hmm. uh, great game, great style. Uh, love it. Uh, again, you got to play it to understand like the diff, how, how like, when you play games for a long time and you see each generation come through and you see the style of games coming through, it's really interesting to see things that they were trying out that never stuck. Right. Right. So like words on the screen, like, like this, this, I don't even know how to describe, it, but this, this action movie style where you get words on the screen, Splinter Cell did this as well. Right. Um, but you get these words appearing on the screen, kind of like as, as part of it, like an art direction and right. stuff like that. It's just cool. Uh, but the, the slow time aspect is awesome. Uh, can't wait to jump into fear. I, I tested the discs last night to make sure they're working. They're all working. So I did pop them to them real quick. They are looking really, really good. Those got FPS boost as well. So they're playing at 60 frames now. Looks awesome. Um, so yeah, that's that's been my week. Steel, I know you've just been on halo 
like that that that's what i've seen you doing man uh so halo i know you got some thoughts <laughs> on it if you want to jump into those thoughts do we might so as well. my friend uh because i think that's pretty much all you've been playing this week if i'm not mistaken um yeah for the most part man i mean that's been kind of my time um that's why I'm, i am glad that i ended up beating guardians when i did um because i'm completely i'm over it all right at, at this point right um unless they drop some fire dlc or something that i'll have to jump back into it I mean, even with uh games like scarlet nexus for an example um they did just drop the dlc i'm gonna wait for a couple more dlcs to drop before i drop into the kasane storyline um i'm just yeah. bad about so, uh, single player games and who knows if i do end up going back to that um just because of the multiplayer experience halo is the perfect example of that um hopefully battlefield will be also but let's start let's get into halo man because that has has been kind of what i've been into um since it's released on monday again i do want people to definitely think about that man it's monday they released the multiplayer um and it's the beta again um, there's a lot of things that halo was missing um as far as multiplayer goes and i'm going to say that that's the beta uh, like for an example why what where swat Usually SWAT is always in there. SWAT is like one of the more integral parts of Halo um, where it's like headshots only and everything like that. Um, and that's pretty much the game mode. That was an integral thing. It was also rank modes. And there's a lot of other things that are missing that kind of bother me that I do want to get into and just kind of give people my opinion on. So Halo. Halo has been a an amazing experience to me. Uh, I mean, at least to me personally, from the flights now coming into the multiplayer itself, um, it's been nothing short of amazing. Uh, we should remind people that St Steel did shed a tear uh, on Monday when they announced that the I did. That the, the beta was going to be live and, and all the way through to launch. Uh, he did shed a tear. So this man is a gigantic Halo fan versus, if you didn't know, casual Halo fan here. So that's the perspective you're getting. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, that's hundred percent, hundred percent. That's funny too. All right, casual Halo fan, but um, <laughs> but no, nah, but I did shed a tear when they when they announced the uh, the multiplayer was announcing on Monday. Uh, I was in the I was in the car on my way to work. I was listening to the uh, them going through the twentieth anniversary of Xbox. I think what more more so made me shed a tear than anything else uh, was just the reminiscing on the history of not only xbox i know they said it's always oh, 20 years of xbox it's just gaming overall right um when you say 20 years of xbox or 20 years of anything um i'm 29 man so i was only nine years old when this whole thing started so for me to think about that and to kind of think about where halo has been for me and kind of has established things for me um, at a young age and everything that Xbox has kind of done over the years to it was 26 steel. I could I see, ah, see I am old enough to be your dad. Let's go. A little, a little bit, a little go. bit. But <laughs> this is an early make me feel old segment. Early, early, yeah. I, I'll, I'll bring <laughs> yeah, the, I'll bring the next section in later. Um, <laughs> but for for me it it's an emotional attachment that I don't think that I'll ever lose um, from land parties to plan campaign to um, just getting those earlier experiences of what a first person shooter on a console could and should be right for us to get the announcement on Monday. Like I was, I've been playing and I've been teasing about uh, that. I was going to shed a tear and I, and I honestly did. And it was more so just because of the reminiscing side of everything. And, and along with me just having that passion for halo. Um, but 
I want to say all that to say I have not felt this way about Halo the way that I feel now about Halo Infinite in its current state, especially with the multiplayer since Halo 3. Halo 4 and 5, I felt like were good games. I don't feel like they deserve the flack that a lot of people give them, um, either for the multiplayer or campaign side, depending on what aspect you want to look at. Uh, I enjoyed both. Uh, both aspects at the time when they when they released um, I love them for what they were again me being a Halo fan I'm, I know the lore I know these I know the stories and everything so I understand the frustrations that a lot of people have but overall gameplay wise this game feels just like Halo 3 does as far as how it sticks to you. You know, when you eat a good meal, you 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 want that food to really stick to your belly, have fill you up. You know what I'm saying? Halo Infinite is seemingly doing that for me. And I'm not looking. What's crazy for me is like, you know, eventually when you play a multiplayer game, you're like, ah, oh, I need to take a break, whatever the case. I'll go play something else. I'll clean, I'll clean my palate. This isn't that experience for me. Um, it's constant. Let's get let's keep running. Let's keep running. It's me. Even if I'm by myself. Okay, let me just keep playing. Let me just keep playing. Even when I get frustrated because I'm trying to get adjust my sensitivity or whatever the case might be, um, because I'm indecisive and I want everything to be perfect. Even then, it still feels good. And Halo hasn't felt that way in a long time. And I think there's a lot of people who feel that same way. Uh, again, one of the biggest points that I want that I do want to bring up is that seemingly even after with battlefield's release and we'll talk about battlefield here in a bit but even with battlefield's release on friday their full release halo's multiplayer is still doubling up battlefield's current player count at least um i believe the last number you saw on steam concurrent users that yeah but at least at least for steam wise um and we already know i mean it's all course it's only on xbox so that's completely different but for steam numbers and for it to be doing that as well as it is on pc especially when battlefield is a known pc game um that pc players don't sleep on they when battlefield comes out pc players are ready to jump into battlefield um for this to be the case on steam shows me a lot uh, shows me that halo is definitely bigger than it's ever been uh halo is definitely hitting all the right topics all the right notes but it does have its issues so um i wanted to give i wanted to start off with all the love before i get into some of the things that i do not necessarily like and back from the dead i see you halo 5 did have some of the worst introduction in the characters and i do feel people on that um they didn't do well with introducing the characters but we can have a whole halo podcast about that where um i can explain some of that and what they could have done what they should have done and where they could have taken it um because it could have been so much bigger that the whole team osiris thing that could have been halo's third person game uh to be completely honest and but whatever but i wanted to give halo a lot of love before i get into some of the things that i do not like personally so to start off with um one of the careful, things careful we some, don't want to call we don't want to cause people i don't care i don't care uh i people I, I don't care i i, I have you an know? opinion and i feel the way that i feel so <laughs> And you can always count on me to be honest with the uh, with the community or just with myself. You know what I'm saying? So for me, Halo did something as far as with the customization that I feel is wrong. 
um, us not being able to choose a primary and secondary color, something that's always kind of been there uh, since about Halo 2 is a problem. Um, even Halo 1 had, had that. Wasn't as in-depth, but at least you let me choose my main color. But for them to take the color customization out, and I know it's something that's super small, whatever, but it's also a major factor because of the lack of cosmetics currently in the game. Um, the battle progression system or the the XP system is not great. It's not good at all. I understand, uh, you know, doing something different, cool. I'm all about devs making their game. That's that's cool. I want that. Perfect. But the one thing you can't do is look to your competitors and say that you're doing something that seems or makes more sense than what they're doing. And you're not. <laughs> not awarding people for every for their personal uh what what should i say their personal contribution to a match is extremely weird to me uh giving people only a minimum amount of xp even with the update hey we're going to give you 50 xp for completing a match still seems still, a little bit on the lighter still end still let me but. ask you something since we're on this topic and let me break in real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Let me just ask you something, how you feel. Yeah. Do you think it's because the season is an extended season? Do you think that they are trying to figure out a way to slow it down so that that battle pass, it, you know, feels like it's lasting, right? That, that mm-hmm. you, you know, I understand your point and I agree with you wholeheartedly again there, there's grinding and then there's grinding yeah right? there there is like i like I'm grinding cool. yeah right 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 call of duty battle pass right is a grind but you feel like you're getting somewhere at right. all times whereas this felt like you're not getting anywhere but i'm just curious because of the extended season this one for anybody who doesn't know goes all the way until may now so yeah. it is longer than your standard battle pass do you think that's part of their their decision making um, it could be, but I hope it's not because at the end of the day, you can't limit you forcing a limit on somebody's progression. I'll give you a perfect example. I probably played 40 matches of Halo at this point. Yeah. Why am I on, not even level 10 yet? <laughs> and there's a hundred levels. Like I understand the game just came out. It's been out for a week. I played 40 matches of Halo. I'm not expecting to be level 40, but God damn it. Why am I not level 10 yet? What in the hell is going on? Is it because they're trying to extend to answer your question? Is it because they're um, of them extending the season and everything? I hope not because that's not the way to do it. It's yeah. not. No, I agree with you. If, agree if you're going to do that, then make you need more levels, make more levels. <laughs> if right. that's the case, um, right. do it to 150. Say, Hey, this time we're going to extend it out an additional, however many levels. Again, I don't make games though. So I can only give you the outside perspective and I'm going to give you the outside perspective because three, four, three wants people to jump into this game, especially new players and enjoy it for what it is. The only problem with that, the way that the current system is set up, you're going to turn new players off because Halo is already a skill-based game. It is. Halo's not a game that you can leave, if, especially if you're playing ranked or whatever the case, it's not a game that you can leave for a month and then come back to. You could, but guess what? You're gonna have a really bad time because there's people who play consistently, only get headshots, 
That's what Halo's about, and Halo has always been that way, and it's not going to go away. You want people to be attracted? Give them something to fight to fight for. Cosmetics, upgrades, uh, whatever the case may be. Something that people can feel like they're progressing towards. Currently, I don't feel like I'm progressing towards anything. Like right now, I'm going looking through the battle pass, and again, these are my personal complaints. At the end of the day, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But be going through the battle to go, be going through the battle pass. I'm looking through the challenges and everything, and there's nothing there that I feel like I'm progressing towards. It's kind of lackluster to me. Not only that, but the customization is very lackluster to me. Um, the fact let's, that again, let's stay. Let's stay. Let, hold on, Steve. Uh, let's stay ahead. on the. Uh, um battle pass real quick uh okay, hr Brommer brought up a point yes if you're going to, he just brought a point saying if you were doing all the challenges you would be leveling up faster mm-hmm. uh i want you to speak on this real quick steel the problem with the challenges and this is something that we had talked about uh in the background right. when we first were doing the flightings challenges should not change how you play the game especially it should not affect how you play the game especially in a game like Halo where you can be in an objective based map and then have some stupid challenge where you got to sh- you know snipe four wheels off a warthog you're that should not affect it, you should be able to play with your team and complete the objectives as it's supposed to be yeah and not be sitting all the way back sniping trying to get hit four wheels off of a warthog while the rest of your team is out there playing the objectives right, right. now again we could we could talk about you know, whether people actually are play the game that they're supposed to play. But, right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the challenges that the devs create for you in the battle pass should mm-hmm. not affect how you play the game. You agree, Steel? No, I, I 100% agree. Um, because it's become to a point to where, like you were saying, the challenges are set up to the point right now where people aren't playing the objective. There should be no reason why I'm playing oddball. And again, people do this in every type of game. You're right. People play Call of Duty and then don't act like they've never played Domination before. Like, bro, cap two points and let the third one live. Like, God damn. Like, we've been doing this for almost fucking all two decades. KD, baby. God it's damn. All KD. Yeah, it's all about oh. the KD. That's cool and all, but Halo necessarily isn't that game. Halo, just like any other game, is a team-based game. But if you want people to play the objective or play the team-based game, give them team-based objectives. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sure, doing all the challenges and everything could help you level up faster, but even then, that should be a choice. It should be completely up to the player whether you want to do that challenge or not. That shouldn't hinder me by almost 75% if I don't do the challenges. And that's how it feels at this point. feels like you're just hindering me for if I don't do these things. And that I don't feel like a challenge system should be that way. Not at least when you have others like Apex, like Call of Duty, like Warzone, like these other free-to-plays that give you XP based on skill that give you XP based on your individual performance. I feel like that's so much more rewarding because you feel like you need to do good to get good XP, right? Like, it'd be one thing if I had the option for the challenge system. Like, okay, if I want to shoot, like you use the example, shooting four wheels off a warthog, not saying that's a real challenge. <laughs> that's not but, a real challenge, but yeah. But just, if, if, if that's yeah. a challenge, I shouldn't be penalized for not doing the challenge. Yes, I might not get as much XP, which is cool. It's the same thing in Battlefield. If you're not, if you're a do, if you're a medic and you're not playing the medic right, you're not going to get the XP, 
right? The most of your XP you're gonna get is from healing people, reviving people, uh, shooting people, uh, not not just kills, but doing everything else that you're supposed to be doing, which I don't feel like I'm getting from Halo. But again, that's me personally, and I'm that's not taking away from my enjoyment of it, but it I can see why people feel a certain type of way, why it's turning some off of it a little bit now luckily the gameplay is really saving it for halo which is an amazing thing to think of again there was some of people a lot of people were worried about that uh whether the gameplay was going to hit and it was, whether it was going to stick with people and it is the number one complaint and it's not just twitter again i don't just look at the twitter space i look at twitter i look at reddit i look at facebook i look at all these different social networks to see what's going on with the com within the com gaming space and everybody's saying the same thing Oh man, Halo is an eight out of 10, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10, but damn, that progression system sucks. The XP system is trash. I don't get what's going on with this. What were they thinking? It's a problem. And yes, they did update it and you get XP per match. But even then, if I, I have to play 10 matches to level up one time which is cool in some, which is okay in some aspects, but in other aspects, it's like, come on, man. I just personally would rather have uh, performance-based XP. I feel like it would be much more rewarding. You feel like you're more incentivized to play the objectives, do well in the game, and then it, it, it creates healthy competition, right? Where it was like, hey, well, I want to try to go for that number one spot, or hey, uh, I want to try to be as helpful as I can with the team because it's going to help me progress more personally um some of the other things that i have an issue with for an example is the battle rifle the battle rifle is off to me personally um one or two things i feel like needs to happen with the battle rifle it either needs to shoot a little faster or the damage needs to be tuned on it it needs or it need where it needs to be doing a little bit more damage because the fact that it takes five shots to the head to kill somebody, or when you get into an engagement with somebody and you're hitting headshots and they can still kill you with an AR before you kill them with a BR is a problem. I'm not talking about battle royale, I'm talking about battle rifles. So that's an issue to me personally. Now, I've I've heard a lot of up and down. Um, you know what I'm saying? I talked a little bit about Mav about it, and he was like, oh man, you know, I feel like it's fine where it's at. I feel like it's strong, stronger than it's been in other games, whatever. And I understand that perspective too. It's a me thing more so than anything else. As someone who's, who's an avid player of SWAT, as someone who's avidly used the BR, as someone who uses the DMR, for an example, um, who uses those types of guns a lot because I love those class of weapons. And I love that shooting style. It's bothersome to me. Uh, other than that, those are some of the key points other than the customization itself. Um, feeling like it's not necessarily... Well, I'm not going to say not necessarily. It feels lackluster. Uh, and again, the game's in beta. So I'm not going to sit here and tear the game apart and be like whatever else the case might be. And, and uh, Sly, it, it does not actually... He, he said, it's like, he said, Nick says, uh, you forgot one. What does beta actually mean? Off the people go. <laughs> off the Google go. People go. Um, I mean, that's 100% right, too. Uh, that's one of the amazing things that 343 has at their advantage. The fact that they did this, they have so they have plenty of ample room to adjust things before full release, which is a smart move. Why? Why not release a? Why not release the beta 
and then update it before full release to at least be in an acceptable standard for your hardcore gamers, right? Or for your people who are really involved within the Halo community uh, to give their opinions and say, hey, these things need to be adjusted and fixed so that they can be for launch. Again, it's one of the smarter things to do. People need to remember that it isn't a beta. Things are constantly being worked on. They are updating it on a constant basis. Um, they're very active on Twitter, letting people know, hey, this is what we got going on this here and there um and to continuously progress forward so i definitely see the potential that halo has for sure uh hr bomber says i do want them to be able to let me pick and choose what helmet or armor pieces at any time even if part of a set i 100 percent agree hr that is my number one complaint it, and it's kind of up and down because in other free-to-plays you have your skins you can't change those skins. You put uh, maybe like in Fortnite, you can put a different backpack on, or maybe a different pickaxe or whatever the case might be. But in this, it's like, damn, I'll just pick, I'll buy this skin for 10, 10, 15 bucks or whatever the case might be. And then I'm stuck with that skin. I can't customize it. That's an issue to me because the skins aren't custom enough, right? Uh, sure, the black and gold color scheme is cool and all, for an example, like I'm rocking, but. Wouldn't it be cooler if they, if each, and they did it for e, for the esports to represent the esports team. Wouldn't it have been cooler if each esports team had their own custom created Spartan that you could have bought that had that like custom created color? Disrespect one like that the, he showed off. Like the doctor. <laughs> that's a good example. It's a, as much as yeah. I don't like, I don't, I don't fuck with doctor right. disrespect. Whatever. But <laughs> as crazy as a man as he is, that's a perfect example. Why don't you have a specific Spartan set that re represents that team? Like, use that creativity. You know what I'm saying? This like, is there? There's so many people out here who are graphic designers, visual. They're so great at creating different, like, custom characters and things like that. That you could have created. This would have been the number one opportunity for you to create that custom Spartan for these teams, and you didn't. That's something that I would like to see going forward. Put more. If you're gonna make me buy a full skin that I can't change, make make my character look like a mini version of King Kong. Make my character look like a mini vi version what? of a Power Ranger. Make my oh, a Godzilla or it, make 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 him look like a mini guys. Whatever you know what I'm saying. With, I got a little I got a little T Rex helmet and um, or I got a Godzilla helmet and I can one of my effects when I kill you is I breathe fire out my mask or something like something creative you know what i'm saying like that to be really fair steel it is early team. right it Again, is early it is early but at the yeah. same time it kind of makes me feel like they spent more time working on the core mechanics of the game than they did anything else which well, is which, which is okay which should be right right which should be which is which is okay <laughs> why this is so polished right is because of that exactly and right, that right. that is a key point. Again, a lot of the complaints that I have are just personal things um, <laughs> that I feel. This is Steel's love of 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 customization. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. This is this is his fashion sense coming out right that now. That is true. For people who don't understand Steel, this is his fashion sense. He is one of these guys that cares I do. greatly about what his characters look like. I do. It actually does I enjoy do. games more when he can. That is true. That is true. 
that, that, no. is, that is 100 percent of fact. That is a hundred percent of fact. Um Pong is not lying. So I could <laughs> so I can definitely be a little bit biased because at the same time, I'm also the mm. same person that say, I'm also the same person that would tell you that I honestly don't care. The gameplay <laughs> feels so great to the point where I can keep playing and it's not going to bother me. But on the flip side. I do want to see more customization. And the fact that I don't have something simple like ch- choosing my primary and secondary color. Like, Tempest Sun says fashion is the true end game. Fashion is the true end <laughs> See, Tempest, see, that's my guy. He already knows. That's my Gundam brother. Like, he yeah. already knows. I was just going to say, Dun- Gundam brothers are showing up to uh, represent here. This is what's happening. Nick said, Nick said, still rain deep down inside wants a Versace small- Spartan <laughs> yeah, skin. Yes. <laughs> He wants to get bougie with his Spartan. I, I do. I, I like to get bougie with my Spartan. You know what I'm saying? I, I want my Spartan to look good. They say when you look good, uh, hey, you feel good. No, but um, it's <laughs> it's just one of those things to, because Halo has had it this entire time, um, yeah. especially with just the whole choosing your primary, secondary color. That's my main thing. Everything else can kind of go out the window. As, if I could just pick my primary and secondary color, I'd be so much happier. I'd be like, yeah, this is amazing. Hey, everything else can get worked on. That's that's all that I want personally. Again, coming from a selfish standpoint. <laughs> now nah, I'm over. Show to you, brother. He goes. He's a customista. <laughs> I, I am. I am a customista. Yes, I, yes, I am definitely yes. custom. I'm that guy that was in Mass Effect. Like, damn, Pong. Why didn't you tell me about these skins? These skins I are fire. Like, who the I'm like, I even forgot there was skins in Mass Effect. I'm like, who the hell cares? <laughs> the writing is what Mass Effect's all about. It's the, it's, no, the RPG element. The writing's no. good, but. <laughs> The fact that I got the fashion show. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God. (laughs) But that's just me. Honestly, um, you want representation. You want the community to feel like they're represented in your game. That's what makes Fortnite so unique. Uh, That's what makes Warzone so unique. That's what makes Apex so unique. Um, Even though they charge out the wazoo for these skins and shit. But they're unique because they because they have those things yeah and if you don't give people that in here you're gonna miss out on a lot again those games have had some breath to live in and those games that launch weren't that customizable in the beginning either so again personal complaints my main thing is just the colors but boom uh, I know you've had had a chance to touch in and out of of yeah. Halo. Again, I know you always say you're the ca- casual Halo fan. You're not always the guy sit here <laughs> and customize your fully customize your character. Even though, even though, even though you'd like to front about it, you like to customize your characters too. Um, you're gonna be the first person in Starfield, like, man, I got this new got this new jacket I want to wear and run run roam my outer space when. How are you feeling about the whole uh, Halo snafu that's kind of going on? Uh, it's little things. Again, little thing. the optimization is on point. The gameplay is on point. The game feels great. Uh, but with this Halo overall, how, how are you feeling about it, man? Uh, talk to me and uh, tell, give me some of your opinions, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, first of all, I was going to admit, look, one of my biggest complaints and shout out to OG. I understand you. I am like you in a lot of ways. However, one of my biggest complaints about Halo back in the day was red versus blue. I hated it. Yes. No, I'm glad they moved away from it. I understand the concept in competitive gaming. Okay. It's very easy to tell the difference between two people when it is just 
two base colors, right? right. I, I understand that. I understand some people don't like the new kind of glow effect. I like it. It's hard to see. I personally like it. I, I fooled it. with the colors. I use purple and gold. Yeah, I do too. And, and I can see it wow. very well. But I understand in a competitive atmosphere, esports type of mentality, why that's not maybe the best option for people. I understand that. But one of my biggest complaints was red versus blue. So yes, I, I do like the fact that you can customize your Spartan. Now, am I to the level of steel where I have issues that you can't put on different helmets from different sets and wear different armor and all? No, I'm not to that point. I think the colors do give you enough, but I'm also the guy who's not going to buy the battle pass. Okay. I'm just not again, casual Halo fan <laughs> for anybody who didn't know for the hundredth time. Um, I'm not going to buy the battle pass because it doesn't matter to me that much. If I earn some armor through the free stuff, like they just announced that, you know, that, that samurai, I forget right. the name of the armor. I apologize for you. Halo. Fanatics, or, uh, or, uh, or something like that. Or but... Yeah. Something like that. If they're going to give me that stuff. Cool. If I can earn it through just playing normal. Fine. I I'm cool with yeah. that. Yes. I will use that armor. Yes. I will switch it out because it does look awesome. Uh, I will put that on. Uh, otherwise, as far as Halo goes, again, been saying it since the flighting. I had a problem with the progression system as well. Yeah. From the flighting, I was like, I don't like the challenge system. I just, if you want to have the challenge system there for bonus XP, cool. get it. Cool. That That's fine. That's great. But I do wish that there was more of a base XP system where I'm earning based upon my performance. And again, I'm no, I'm not a slayer. Okay, I'm not that again. I don't play enough Halo to be that guy. I have my matches. Steel likes to say I'm better than than I give off. But look, to be honest, I'm not that guy. But still, I think that people who perform well, right, or in objective based games, uh, in domination style games where I am playing the objectives and I am that guy, I am that sweaty on the objective trying right. to grab it. I want to be rewarded for that, right? Versus somebody who's not. Right now, so, you're not. Right, right. So I, I just, that part of it, I do hope that they continue to adjust. Like I said, still to be fair, this is very early. This yes. is the beta. They're yes. calling it a beta for a reason. Yes. I know a lot of people think it's wink, wink, uh, that it's a right. beta, but look, it really is. And they are listening and they are adjusting already on the fly, which is, I wouldn't expect more than you could ask from, for. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything less from state and, and that crew over three, four, three, because right. this game is a pinnacle for a reason and they're going to make sure they get it right of course they can't make everybody happy all the time but they're going to do their best to listen to the fans and try to adjust so i am happy that they've been out in front with this uh on twitter saying hey we're listening we're going to do this right now we'll continue to monitor it, see how it goes uh to me they're doing everything right so right. i'm cool with it where it's at the gameplay is the exact same as we talked about when we were playing the flighting steel if that was going to be an indication of what we were getting in the final game mm -hmm then we're they're good fine. okay yeah, we, we, good. this is better this has come out in a better state than 99 of the multiplayers come out in nowadays yep. right so this is all good with me servers are running great so yeah. far i have heard very few uh any kind of issues we had some blips here and there the first night we were playing um other than that nothing like no issues no, whatsoever not really Guns feel good. There's always adjustments to be made. Some of the vehicles need to be adjusted a little bit, in my opinion, uh, you know, just from a control standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, but overall, again, this game is polished as expected. And it that's why it is getting all of the hype and attention 
not only just because it's Halo, but because they actually have satisfied a large majority of the Halo fan base, which is something 343 with four and five was unable to do. It was very divided. This one here seems to be making everybody happy. Yeah. Uh, they've got things to do. They got to work out being able to have, you know, so you can uh, set it up so that you can play Slayer, you know, the, the, you know, and we don't have to play like the seed gathering, whatever. I forget what they call that, that, that mode. Uh, the the seed, yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, and I've, oh. I've seen some, I hate, yeah, I don't like that mode at all. Um, but I've seen it. So they've got to set up some stuff like that, but that's what they're going to get to. This is what a beta is for. That's why they called it a beta. It's not the finished product by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So this is going to be worked on, but I love what I'm feeling. Uh, again, big team battle is where I will live and breathe. Arena is fine. It's just, again, not my forte. I like the chaos of big team battle and it's everything from the flighting. The new maps are great. Uh, love some of the new maps that I've been able to play on. Um, absolutely a joy uh, to play, especially now that we can group up in teams of 12. Oh uh, my so God. We get yeah. everybody in there, man. It's just so much fun. Even if you're losing, you're still having a good time. Uh, right. So that that's the best part about this game. I will agree with you, Steel. They do, just from the progression standpoint, just to get back to that a little bit, they do run the risk of having some people leave, and I've seen some people already do that. That's fine. You're going to have that anyways. Whatever. But they do have to be careful. Yeah. They do have to be careful. There is so This isn't the old days where it was Halo and then Call of Duty or Battlefield, right? This is now you've got Fortnite, you've got Apex, you've got Warzone, you've options. got all the, mm -hmm. all these different options for people. And if they aren't happy, they're just going to hop into something else. The nice part is it's free to play, so people can always come back. And so if they make the changes and they fix it and they get it right, but you don't want to lose that base out the gate. And I don't think they will because it is Halo and it's playing so well and people are just having a great time with it. I mean, right. Dr. Disrespect, not to bring him up again, but hey, he's one of the most visible uh, content creators out there. Uh, look, he made the he made the the what I considered a ridiculous comment that Halo needed BR just a couple of weeks ago. Otherwise, it was be a dead game in two to three weeks. Guess what? His tune has completely changed now that he's got his hands on it, right? His tune is he said Battle Royale needs halo right that that's where he went because the game plays so well so if you're changing big opinions like that uh if you're changing those types of me minds you're doing something right right and, and we knew this was going to happen so shout out to 343 great job uh love what i'm playing again it will never be my main game but at the same time if if you guys hit me up in a party and say hey pong we're in halo you're going to jump in with this it's not going to be like, oh man, I don't want to jump into Halo. It's not going to be like that. I'll be like, hell yeah, let's jump into some Halo for a bit, right? So that's the cool part. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a great time. So having a really good time. Um, Steel, brother, we got a lot of people in this chat. We do, hey, man. You guys are all amazing out here. Great conversations happening. Uh, Boom just jumped in. Shout out to yes, you, Boom. Shout out to Yeah, Jay, Graphic God jumped in here uh awesome to see you we got so many cool people in here mm -hmm. already uh uk daz daz what yeah is in here so good to see you brother as always too and i've been trying to say hi to everybody so yeah uh vlad slavin good to see you uh in here as well face, yeah. uh but um steel 
So we're talking about Halo. Look, mm-hmm. we were going to hit the heavy topics first, but now we're kind of in the Xbox mode. So I, we have not talked since all this happened, right? Yeah. We're talking about mm-hmm. playing Halo right now, which is right. insane. Three weeks early right. when it was scheduled to launch. Right. We heard the rumors. We talked about the rumors last Saturday. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of smoke going around. Mm-hmm. Community was divided. Some people weren't believing it. Some people were saying fake insiders, not happening. No way they're going to do this. But the Xbox celebration as a whole, you and I have not talked about together. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have not talked about what they did on that day, uh, which was obviously the bomb being Halo beta multiplayer being launched, not just to Game Pass subscribers, right? Which we had talked about being a possibility, but actually... Everybody, the full boat, free to yep. play. Everybody, come yep. on in. Water's warm over here in Halo Land. Jump yep. in. Um, but they also had the backwards compatibility, which I touched on. Um, you know, and they talked about you know they gave us a small glimpse at the Halo uh, series coming out. Yes. Uh, on Paramount Plus, and they gave us a teaser on that as well. So still, I have not really other than i don't even know if we even had some dms on it i think we had a couple dms on it but just real quick dms i've not gotten your thoughts Mm -hmm. on the celebration as a whole i know you shed a tear (laughs) the halo stuff right i know you had your kleenex out pause not for that but for your tears of joy that Mm -hmm. you were going to be able to play halo uh outside of a flighting and it wasn't going to go away you were getting the multiplayer for good Mm -hmm. uh so, Steele, what did you think about the actual event itself? How did you how did you come away from that? Um, the event itself, like uh, like I was saying a little bit earlier, the event itself was what brought a tear to my eye more so than Halo. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I yeah. mean, Halo was kind of the, like the cherry on top. That's what kind of made <laughs> yeah, it yeah. made it fall. But um, what, what got the waterworks going was just the the way that they came out on stage and started talking about it, um, started talking about everything that they've kind of done over the last couple of decades and the engagement that they've gotten, um, the objectives that they've kind of gotten to and reaching the gamers and everything um, and becoming an integral part of the community. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Xbox didn't have to be here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it started off as a side project, and they're actually going to release. I'm really interested in seeing the, the little documentary that they're, they're going to be putting out. I believe that's next month. Very much um, so. I'm definitely interested in seeing how that po- uh, came came to be or how that is going to work itself out because a lot of that stuff is good information, man. Again, uh, me and Pong have always has said it here multiple times. Uh, until recently, 2017, Xbox finally became a pillar of what Microsoft is doing. 2017 that's not that long ago and that's a crazy thing to think about the fact that it's been a side project this entire time in xbox 360 gave a their competitor a run for their money not even having enough studios to necessarily back up their console but still somehow made enough of a name of themselves while dropping the ball on hardware with the red ring of death still somehow managed to be one of the most iconic game consoles to ever exist. 
when you ask somebody about xbox 360 they know what you're talking about there's pedigree there there's games there there's ip there that has not quite been the same since and now with microsoft having more studios can only lead credence to something similar happening the show itself was an amazing thing i felt like they hit all the notes on right on the head as far as a anniversary show it was quick it was to the point 30 minutes uh hey we're, we're throwing back where we're giving you some memories and then boom halo i feel like they did everything that they needed to do to to get people's attention this was a perfect lead up into the holidays because they're getting that hype train started right we always talk about mind share we always talk about getting people's um brains going right and right now the topic of a lot of people's conversation oh damn xbox got game pass what they got what in game pass oh what they got what games coming out when for my subscription no way there's no way there's no way that they're doing that and it's people who are not involved in the community who are saying these things who are asking these questions now um math perfect example had a gentleman in the chat the other day who was like damn i didn't even know xbox was doing all of this he was a playstation dude uh, he was like, damn, I didn't even know play, uh, Xbox had Game Pass. They were doing all these wonderful things. Now, that does speak kind of what Xbox's other problem is, is marketing and everything else, which yep. is getting better. Yeah. And I feel like this was another step in that right direction because this winter, there's nothing else there other than Microsoft. It is what it is. Like there's nothing else there other than Microsoft. So what else, what else can you do other than heavily market your King IP right now and Game Pass? And I feel like they're doing that. And I feel like they're doing that. Got all these different people. Uh, again, we didn't bring the numbers up of what Steam is doing and everything for no reason. I brought those numbers up because more people, there's people who, who are Halo fans who probably only will ever play Halo. And they're, those people are now jumping back into the scene and like, damn, Game Pass? Oh, let me try that out. And don't dismiss Forza Horizon 5. No, we can't. million. I was exactly, I was Still exactly. You were going That's there, exactly so where I was, that's, no, that's, per, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly where I was yeah. going. That's a perfect lead yeah. in because yeah. Forza is also another perfect example. Um, and I will actually use that to lean into the Game Award conversation. Forza has done something, and I do want people to realize this. Forza has done something that no other racer has done. Forza has done something that a lot of other IPs can't, most IPs can't do. And 90% of it is because of Game Pass. And I don't want people to think that, oh, that's cap or whatever else the case might be. But I, I want people to remember that, that that's part of the story also. Forza has reached 10 million players as quickly as it has because of Game Pass. If Game Pass did not exist, Forza would have not have hit the numbers that it hit. It could be as great as a game as it could have been. Would it hit five, six million? Yeah, probably. Easily. But because of Game Pass, people have had more accessibility. Your PC players, your console players have had more access than they've ever had to try out this game and more people than ever are coming out and saying damn i didn't think i would enjoy forza like that horizon is great 
I'm not even a car guy. Damn, this is fun. And that's an amazing thing because it shows you the power of what a service-based system can do for you. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, there's a lot of positives and a lot of great things that are happening. Um, again, with Forza and Halo kind of being the killers, it's funny because everybody says, oh, Xbox God is Halo and Forza. But then after Halo and Forza released this year, guess what's going to come out after this? There's not a Gears coming out right after this. We're not going to see Gears for a while. I feel like personally. Again, we, Coalition has already said that they're working on um, another game before they release Gears. A smaller game, but they're going to release another game before they release Gears. So there might be another at least four years before we see another Gears title. So what? So we got, we know we got Starfield coming around the corner. We know we got a Valve coming around the corner. We know we got so many other IPs that are coming around the corner that it's really going to speak to what is going on overall in the industry and the potential of it all um, as we go into 2022. Because again, mid midway into the, up to the beginning of the year, into uh, the middle of the year, everybody was saying, damn, the 2022 is going to be dead. There's nothing coming out in 2022. And then now we're in November and we're like, damn, there's going to be a lot to play in 2022. A lot to play. Games got pushed back. Uh, things have been moved around. The shuffle, movies, like everything is like 2022 looks to be a heavy year in a lot of different aspects. So again, the event for me uh, was an amazing thing. It was a heartfelt thing. It showed me that Xbox is definitely leaning in the right direction as far as uh, keeping their pulse within the community, right? Uh, that's the number one thing I can also give, I can always give Microsoft credence to is that they have seemingly leaned more and more and more into being involved in the community and listening to the people. Because again, you can't be successful without the people. Unless you're Apple and you just want to turn everybody into a drone. But that's neither here or there. That's a different I, conversation. Shots fired. An apple. Jeez. <laughs> nah, the, okay. The whole phone, the whole, everybody knows the whole phone conversation is a whole monotonous thing in itself. It's personal preference, just like anything else is. But that's kind of my feelings. But to kind of roll into this next topic, um, because we definitely want to, at some point here, uh, be on the lookout for that lucky winner. Um, because that is coming up here soon. We definitely want to give that announcement. So be on the lookout. If you're here right now, tuned in. That $75 winner for that Xbox code is coming up here shortly. It's going to be right after this next topic. But what's and up, let Mom? me add this. Let me add this, Steel, too. Uh, for anybody who does not know, when we hit 400 subs, shout out to Wandering Dutch. Brother showed up in the chat. Midweek mix-up collective leader. Uh, hey, He's going to give away a custom Xbox series or custom PlayStation 5 controller. Yes. So that is also happening as well. So if you are new here and have not subscribed yet and you like what you're hearing, again, mm -hmm. Steel and I are not trying to buy subs. That's not how we roll here at all. Um, no disrespect to anybody who does do that, but Steel and I really are trying to do this organically. So if you love right. what you're hearing you like this energy and you think that the, your Saturday morning or whatever it may be, listen to it later on Monday when you're working out, whatever the case may be. But if this energy is, is vibing with you, please yeah. hit that subscribe button um, because you will be entered into that as well. As soon as we hit 400 
Uh, we will have uh, Wandering will be doing a drawing, and you get to pick out you get to work with wandering dutch and if you don't know who wandering dutch is please go check out his channel and midweek mix up over there great fantastic group of guys uh that and brothers gamers that i have been following and listening to for a long time but wandering dutch is a artiste uh and he does custom controllers by hand uh, and kind of works with somebody to create the controller that they're looking for, uh, depending on what theme you're going for, game. It does not matter. He's done some fantastic work, and you can go see all of that over on his uh, Twitch or his Twitch <laughs> on his Twitter account. Uh, but uh, follow him uh, for sure. But uh, please subscribe if you are liking what you're hearing. Um, just want to add this deal as far yeah. as the celebration goes, because again, you and I didn't have a chance to talk. Uh, about this they did a fantastic job absolutely wonderful job encapsulating in such a short period of time the production value let me say this production value is off the charts okay xbox has really got into a groove uh with their production like Mm -hmm. for a long time there we always said god man wouldn't it be great uh, if Xbox could do things like, you know, PlayStation does, like Nintendo does, but they have gotten, they have found their place within their productions. And that show for such a short 30 minute span mm-hmm. really did a great job of encapsulating their entire history and not, and to announce that they're going to have that six part documentary mini series coming out. Look, that was exciting because it looks like this is not going to be the we're going to gloss over all the bad stuff. This really looks like it's going to be behind the scenes on the history of Xbox, including, of course, one of the biggest missteps in history, which was the Red Ring of Death um, that still to this day is brought up yeah. uh, when you when you talk about Xbox because it's burned and in, it's ingrained into so many people's memories because people Remember how many 360s they wound up having during that generation because of the Red Ring of Death. So I can't wait to see what they get into right. um, and, and give us a glimpse behind the curtain. But I think that whole show just did a great job of giving everybody that nostalgia that we all kind of look for, whether we know it or not. Right. And and, and the memories came flooding back as they showed kind of each generation. Um, you know, and then to to cap it off, you know, with a teaser for the Halo TV show that so many people have been calling for. We've had, you know, many things done here and there. Right. There's projects that were up that got canceled that just never came to fruition. But this Halo universe deserves to have, it should already have movies. Like we should have, a, we should have live action movies. Halo has the lore to be as big as any other sci-fi uh, franchise out there, Star Wars, Star Trek, it does not matter. It has that lore baked in already. Uh, and it's great to see them finally taking that step forward and doing something to start bringing that about. Right. So to have that teaser was fantastic. Uh, then to get the backwards compatibility drop. Yes. You know, kind of, you know, it's hard because they said this is going to be the last drop of backwards compatibility yep. due to licensing issues and that kind of stuff. I think that they continue to work in the background. And I think that this could become a yearly thing towards the holidays where we get a surprise drop. I'm not saying 76 titles like this one wound up being, 
Um, but I definitely think they continue to work with their partners. And as they get better relationships with people uh, to bring back some more each year, I hope that's the case. Again, they got to say it up front that this is going to be the last one because they can't guarantee that. Right. But I hope that they continue to work on it. Um, and I hope they continue. And I think Jason Ronald's team is going to continue to work on more FPS boost stuff, uh, maybe even resolution boost, which mm-hmm. would be the next big step. But to have them give us this big batch, including some of the most requested games. Now, not everybody got what they wanted. There's a lot of games I wish I would have seen in there, but there was a great variety of games and a lot of the ones that people have been calling for. And so that was just awesome gift as well. Like we talked about last weekend, Steve, like I said, whenever there's a big celebration award show, whatever the case may be, you know, the, the participant, the, the people in the audience, the big thing is to give them gift baskets yep. and, and Xbox definitely did that uh, with this. Now, did they show off any of the stuff like we, you know, had, you know, talked about maybe they show off like a new trailer for one of the games, you know, mm-hmm. about or fable or something. They didn't do any of that, nope. but they gave us those two things. And then they dropped the bomb, which was the halo beta, uh, which we had talked about last weekend. This is not the Microsoft Xbox of old. This, nope. They are coming from a different position. The Xbox of old, I don't think drops this, right? I don't think they do it, but they did it. Uh, and I, like I said, if I was Phil, I would have dropped the whole game because we know the whole game's out there. We know the reviewers and the early uh, people that got early access, uh, some of the people in this community have the full game. Jez has finished it, okay? Jez has finished the campaign already. Yes. Uh, he can't talk about it, but he's finished it, right? They only talk about the first four missions, but Jez completing it, in a, man, a span of days and Jez not being the biggest Halo fan says a lot right there, right? So, but they did give us the multiplayer beta. They dropped that bomb. The hype train, like we talked about, Steel, this is why you do this. The campaign became the number one selling yep. team title after the multiplayer beta drop. Why? Because people started playing the multiplayer. Maybe some people, some of those people had not been able to get into the flighting. They played the multiplayer and said, wow, yeah, I'm loving this multiplayer. I want to play this campaign. And they were pre-ordering it already. And that's on Steam, for God's sakes. That's on the PC. That's why you do this stuff. And this is what a power move looks like. Your partners be damned. People said, oh, they're not going to do that to EA. They're not going to do that to Battlefield. Look, Battlefield was delayed. Battlefield moved itself. But the Xbox of old, they might have considered that. But guess what? They said, nah, we had this in the plans. We're dropping it. Sorry. (laughs) There's nothing we can do about it. We're dropping this. Um, And I just think that that was another huge confidence uh, booster. Mm -hmm. uh, And it shows that internally, they are on a roll right now. And that whole entire show showed that. And I think that that's the best part about this. Again, people don't know, maybe watching or listening to this show for the first time. I am not just a strictly Xbox fan. I never owned the original OG Xbox. Xbox 360 was my favorite of that generation. But then again, some people call me a flip-flopper. I don't care. I'm not a flip-flopper. I own multiple. I own both systems each generation. I just always pick one first. That's going to give me what I want. I went to PlayStation for the PlayStation 4 first because Xbox One, and we know the debacle there with Donnie D, wasn't speaking my language. 
I will pick what's best for me. I didn't get back into Xbox to 2017, 2018 when Phil took over game pass launched, and they started speaking my language again as a consumer. What are you going to give me for my money? So again, but we wanted Xbox to compete because competition is good for the entire industry. They are now competing and they are competing on a whole new level. And everybody here that's probably listening right now knows this because there's a lot of hardcore Xbox fans in here. They are not the Xbox of old. And this is a different generation. This is the golden age of gaming and Mm -hmm. they're taking full advantage. Like you were talking about steel of what they have, which is one of the biggest moves in gaming that's been that's happened in the past couple decades which is game pass right Right. that is one of the biggest moves and they are taking full advantage of that and you are seeing finally at this point we've seen glimpses through third parties we've seen kind of the talk changing slowly but surely but that mind share now with forza horizon 5 and now halo dropping into game pass and then like you talked about steel we've got a diverse lineup of first party coming in the years ahead the next two especially because of the acquisitions we're going to see things outside of halo fours and gears right but they are still juggernauts in their own right and we've got the we've got halo we've got forza that's moving that's making waves right now but then we're going to get all these other diverse new games that we aren't used to seeing drop in as first party titles like a starfield like a Redfall, you know like all this stuff plus you got those deals out there with the third parties like stalker 2 coming early on in 2022 this is a different game now pun intended this is a different different generation and xbox is here to stay and that that celebration really brought it all around and now we're seeing the fruits of it the mind share is changing steel the mind share now we've got the clown show on the playstation side and again for those that don't know there's clown shows on both sides but the clown show on playstation side complaining that the media is starting to be biased towards xbox now who would have ever thought that we'd see the day steel where that was happening but that's starting to happen i've seen that posts being made g4 just g4 is back for anybody who who is an old timer and remembers g4 guess what they had a panel and the panel was talking about starfield being exclusive and one of those panel members actually said playstation needs to do something because they got nothing right now outside of ratchet and clank they got nothing you would never hear that from the mainstream media back in the day. And I will count G4 as mainstream, even though they're just back because G4 is iconic when it comes to video game right. media and they are, they're hitting it out of the park already, but you never would have heard that on a show like that back in the day, that mind share is slowly, but surely changing 10 million players in Forza horizon five, not all of them racing fans, not all of them owning an Xbox. I've seen people say, Went out and got an S so I could play some Forza. Yep. Because I know Halo's right around the corner, yep. right? I, I, I've seen it. I've seen it. And now that Starfield is exclusive, which we already knew, but Phil blocked that down yet once more. Now everybody's starting to realize, hey, I got to go invest in an Xbox phone and play some of these games. And guess what? I really actually want to. This isn't a force situation. I want to because... Man, all I've been hearing about is Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and the value is so great, I can't ignore it. So I'm going to go get an S. I don't need to even get an X. I just need to go get a, a companion console to my PlayStation. 
That's happening more and more still, which is exactly what they planned when they launched the series consoles together. They planned this. It's all working right now. Mm -hmm. It's a great thing to see. No, yeah, a hundred percent. I definitely agree with all points, honestly, because it's true. Uh, they're working in the right direction. They're hitting that mindset the way they need to. Again, this is the perfect time to take opportunity for it. And again, y'all wanted competition, and here goes competition. Um, we we all want competition because it helps us as gamers get what we want. Um, as far as experiences, as far as uh, better games, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, so it's an amazing thing to see for sure all right at this point um because we definitely want to lean into the game award talks um just because there has been that kind of conversation going through um and since we brought up forza multiple times i definitely want to lean into that a little bit but before we get into that we have to do something um for the people and that is announcing that lucky winner Winner, winner, chicken dinner, PUBG style. $75 Xbox currency code. I hope you're ready and I hope you're tuned in. Please, ladies and gentlemen, do you want to know who the winner is? And remember, you have to DM Steel Steel or I or both of us to collect this award. So you've had to be listening. We're not going to post it on Twitter. You've nope. had to have listened to the show either now or when are we going to give them through to steel? Are we going to say we're going to give I'm going to give we're going to give you till Monday, um, Monday night at 7 p.m. Since the contest ended at 7 p.m. Eastern on Friday. OK, we will give you until Monday night, 7 p.m. Well, no, let's just say Monday. Let's just say Monday before midnight, Monday, 1159 p.m. Okay. It's fair. Eastern time. If you have not messaged us by then, then the $75 goes back into, we'll just redraw. We'll have Country Gentleman. Again, shout out to Country Gentleman. He's the one who did the drawing. Uh, yes. He sent me the results. It's all, you know, on the up and up. I've got the screenshots. It's all official. Mm-hmm. It's all official. Random. And we will have him redraw, and then we will announce that next week. Yes. 100%. Okay. And then we'll, we'll continue it from there. So definitely keep that in mind. Again, as Pong stated, if you do not DM either me or Pong on Twitter by Monday, midnight, 11.59 a.m. before it gets into Tuesday, 11.59 just, a, just in case of <laughs> oh, p.m., sorry, before it gets into Tuesday, but just so nobody's confused, we will re-roll the guest. So, with that being said, the lucky winner is... Hopefully, y'all can hear my drum roll. Probably you didn't, but... <laughs> Give them to him. Oh, and Pong's on mute. That's all right. <laughs> XX. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this one. It's Chandelure. C-H-A-N-D-E-L-U-R-E. XX Chandelure. So double X Chandelure. If you are listening to this now live, DM us one or the other, Steel or myself, or both of us, if you wish. Uh, otherwise, if you're listening to this in the future, either Sunday or Monday or later today, please do so as well. If we do not receive your DM by 1159 p.m. Eastern time. 
on Monday, then we will redraw. But uh, again, XX Chandelure, congratulations. I hope you collect your $75 Xbox gift card. Uh, again, generous, generous offer from the country gentleman. Uh, just an awesome member of this community. I uh, appreciate you again, sir. So please, again, we will not post this on Twitter. Please respect that as well, everybody in chat. Uh, we do want to uh, make sure that we are just following the rules here because Country Gentleman was gracious enough to donate this. Um, and so, therefore, we're going to uphold his rules. So, yes, let's do it. 100%. Right. Again, it doesn't look like Chandelure. doesn't look like you're currently here. But whenever you do hear this or if you do get locked in, please hit us up or we will be re-rolling come Tuesday. With that being said, again, thank you, country gentlemen. Thank you for everybody else who continues to support us. And again, if anybody else wants to do something similar to this, um, me and Pong do this out of the passion, man. Um, now, again, just to be honest, it's not like we have uh, a million dollars just sitting in the bank in the background that we can continuously roll out and everything. But uh, we definitely okay. want to show love to the people. Um, the more that we can give back is going to be the more we can definitely do. Um, and eventually, me and Pong do want to get to a point where we can monetize and everything. Um, have you guys super chat us and everything just so we can put it into a pool um, and constantly keep giveaways going. Because uh, we want to invest in the community, man. Uh, we want to invest in the people because then people invest in us. And we're, that's the only reason why we're here now. Um, that's the bigger picture. Again, 3 billion gamers is the bigger picture. Uh, and again, just take that RCS view uh, so you can overview everything that is going on within the space, not Become just a satellite. Your Become exactly. a satellite. Become Look that satellite. top-down view. Yes, 100%. absolutely. Jesus Ninja, I am really sorry. Or Jesus Ninja, <laughs> whichever way you go by that. Look, I'm really sorry, man. I don't know how many double X names were in this drawing, but man, sorry I had you. I, I had you excited. freaked out for a minute. So, had him excited. Right. Um, with that though, let's get into the next thing. We have to talk about this whole game of war snafu. And again, I want to let people know we're not going to talk about it in the same way that everybody talks about it. Um, maybe you might hear some similar things from pong um because he is on multiple different shows so you're going to get those <laughs> yeah, that I'm varying wrong. um you're going to get those varying opinions but even pong himself doesn't always repeat himself um yeah. that's what i think is so unique about pong um and hopefully myself too but that we tend to not reiterate or say the same things over and over and over again um try to hit it from different angles look at different perspectives and give it to you all to start off with, I'll give my little two cents about it. So what I'm talking, what am I talking about? I'm talking about this whole thing with the game awards and them not having Forza Horizon 5 in the game of the week, game of the year, at least nominations. Um, there's a lot of background information on it. And I kind of want, I want to leave, I'll let Pong kind of start off into it uh, because he's been hitting on some excellent points throughout the week that I feel like is going to be a perfect st like starting point of springboard for the conversation. Um, for me, at least personally. Yeah. yeah no uh, so the game awards themselves, I'll give you guys a little bit of background on how I feel about these things before I just, we talk about snubs and things like that. 
Um, three bit asked me this question. Shout out to, to the VGHD. I think he actually officially changed his name to three bit. Um, if I'm I not mistaken, I three bit, uh, he officially changed his name to that. So shout out to him. He asked me the question in the party this week. He was like, Hey man, how, how you feel about it? And I told him a little bit, but like I told him in there, the game awards, no game award has represented the gamers in a, in a manner that I personally believe has been sufficient ever um what jeff Keeley has done i give nothing but respect to i show nothing but love to but to be honest with you i can care less about the awards um it's kind of turning into this thing like the grammys or any other v vga or uh the vmas or whatever else the case might be where there's all these politics behind it um popularity and everything else I don't think giving the community or giving the people full reign is the perfect way to do it either no. because that Popular can also, contest. yes, exactly. It's going to learn, lean more into the negatives that can make it a hundred times worse. <laughs> right? So for me, it's always been about the trailers. For me, it's about the hype. For me, it's about bringing attention to gaming overall. It's kind of the same thing with E3 for me. Um, it's about bringing attention to the industry overall. I do want better representation. I do want games to be treated as games because again, like some people have made the point, this isn't the game awards excluding what other, what every other game that you want to throw in that category. Um, whether it's, oh, it's game awards except for Star Wars. It's game awards except for racing. It's game awards except for um, whatever other category that you want to throw in there. Um, one of my biggest things is that a game is a game is a game. Why be called the Game Awards if you're not going to treat it as such or give people, <laughs> why is the cutoff in November instead of like February? That makes absolutely no sense to me. It's not the Game of the Year Awards then. It's the Game of, it's game of the War. It's the Game Up to November Awards. It is what it is. Like, let's, like, let's be honest here. That's the problem. Give people the full scope and give them time to play everything within the year because, let's face it, games that have come out in the beginning of the year are not thought about towards the end of the year. And you have to have a system that kind of gives attention to everything within the year or somebody who puts all the games together and says, hey, make the vote based off of all these games that came out this year and then put it in there. The other thing that I don't understand, why is there only six games? Five or six games that get, that get nominated. Do 10. Like, damn, we can't have a top 10 games of the year? What's wrong with everybody else that's a top 10 or some sort in every other genre or every other industry? Why can't we have a top 10? That's kind of me, Pong. I want you to kind of really start off with this topic, kind of knock it out of the park and mm -hmm. really get the people rolling into this and everything. How are you feeling about this whole Game Awards situation? I know I've heard you say, hey, you care more more of the trailers and everything, more like me. Yeah. Um, do you feel like Forza is a snub? Do you feel like the people didn't have enough time? Uh, where do you kind of stand on this whole thing? And uh, let, let the people know, man. Let's start here first. Um, first of all, you're right, Steele. I don't, for me personally, and again, this isn't personal. HR Bomber, you said it perfectly. You know, they voted. It ain't there. It's not the end of the world. You're right. True. And everybody that I've been listening to is it's not the end of the world, but there is a bigger picture here. And, and that's where we're coming from. 
Now, first, let me say this, okay, out the gates. The circus came to town on both sides on this thing, mm-hmm. okay? Both sides. The circus came to town. The clowns showed up doing their usual antics on both sides here. And when I say both sides, I mean Xbox and PlayStation fanboys, yes. okay? First of all, Xbox people personally attacking Jeff Keeley. And trying to bully him That's not the about way. this is, is absolutely That's unacceptable. It is ridiculous. Again, like Bomber said, it ain't the end of the world. This is video games once more. Yes. You can be passionate about this. You can be frustrated with the situation. You can have all of that. But when you start to personally attack, when you start bullying somebody, Jeff Keeley, who, mm-hmm. first of all, yes, this is his show. He's the quarterback, okay? Sports analogy here, everybody. He's a quarterback. Quarterbacks get all the praise when it's winning, and they get all the criticism when the team's losing, okay? So Jeff Keeley knows this. He's the face of the TGAs, the the game awards. He is the face. He's going to take the heat, and he's going to take the praise, okay? That comes with the territory. However, Mm -hmm. however, when you cross that line, you are doing nothing or your point of view. No. You are doing nothing for the rest of the community who is trying to have honest conversations about this. Ask some questions. Give some critique. Yeah. Offer some ideas of change exactly. that can make this better. Speak. That all gets lost when you cross that line. Yeah. So take off the makeup, get some help, right? And take a look and reevaluate where you're at. Okay? Again, I don't say that lightly. Again, this is video games, people. This mm-hmm. is video games at the end of the day and you're not helping the situation the other side look enough's enough okay you guys have thrown this out at xbox fans forever about having all these game awards for all these (laughs) great games again some of them very well deserved Mm. game awards but you guys have run around talking about the game awards nonstop and your games of the year, quality games and all that kind of stuff. And Xbox is never going to have that blah, 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 blah. The minute you see the minute that you see that the other side has some honest critiques, right. And some honest discussion about a game that we're all very passionate about. And because Forza horizon five is that game, you guys decide to jump in, show up in the clown car with your makeup on and to start, throwing gasoline on the fire and acting like everybody on the Xbox side who has frustrations with this is all of a sudden crazy. And why do you guys care now? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Look, there's a lot of reasons behind that. One of them is Xbox is doing things differently. Now Xbox is getting climbing up that mountain again. And for a lot of us, this isn't about ourselves because again, I could care less. Right. The game awards mean nothing to me outside of it becoming closer to a second E3. And I get to see lots of exciting announcements and new trailers. Right. But take a step back. These awards are important for the devs, for the publishers, for the hundreds, thousands of people who had their hands on these games. Yes. To be acknowledged, even at a show like this, and you can call it what you want. But all you got to do is look across the way at the rest of the entertainment industry. They all have their big award show. 
guess what? Everybody shows up. Sure. Is a lot of it just because you don't want to get the attention? Of course. Yeah. But it's still important to be recognized within your industry. And because this is not a fan vote where it's a popularity contest, because this is supposed to be something better because they made up the jury of a hundred plus media people, Mm -hmm. right? This means something to those people that developed the game, that published the game, that had their hands in the game. Yes. Again, I've talked about this before. If you go and watch when they do tours of a dev's location Mm -hmm. for their studio, I can guarantee you if you go look at those videos, 90% plus of them have a trophy case where they show off the awards that they have won in the past. Why? Because it's great for the people who work there because it's something that you walk by every day. They did it. They do it everywhere. Right. Sports teams have trophy rooms where they display all their Super Bowls or all the world series trophy. They display them. Why? Yes. Part of it is for the, you know, for the fans that show up there. But the other part is because the the players get to walk by them and see that they hang banners in the rafter. Mm-hmm. Right. It's something to be proud of. The awards are something to be proud of. And again, whether you put stock in them or not is outside of the point. The frustration for me comes from the standpoint that again, this there's multiple aspects to this, but right. the, the this year, especially, it was a wide open race this year. There is no dominating one, two games, one, two, three games. There is not that consensus. Oh, Steele's getting his own award right now. That's right. Uh, there was no consensus gigantic game that was going to walk away with the awards this year. This, this awards this year in 2021 were wide open to competition. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great games this year, right. just no dominating one. So then you've got this invisible glass ceiling where everybody says, well, racing games can't win. And it's not just <laughs> race. It's not just mm. racing games, right? It's mm. not just racing games. Right. It's RTS. You know, yeah. RTSs are not usually included in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fighting games aren't usually included in that. Mm-hmm. I don't count Overwatch as a fighting game, obviously, but at straight fighting game, there's a lot of games genres that have not been able to get into this category because of this perceived slight. Right. So they may be awesome games, but, oh, we're not going to vote for them because it's more prestigious than that. We need our narrative-driven games, again, outside of like an Overwatch, which is just overwhelmingly popular, and that's why. But, again, they don't – if you want to have a credible award ceremony and you're going to call it Game of the Year and you're not going to say Game of the Year except Racers, Fighters, RTSs, blah, blah, blah – if you're going to say game of the year, that means that any game should have the potential to be nominated. And right. again, I'm not saying Forza Horizon 5 through any of this had to win. I'm not going that route. Again, that that part of it is not, you know, is not in my conversation. What I'm saying is that the nomination itself this year would have been a great next step for the game awards to happen because it would lend more credibility that you are giving away an award that is for a game, mm-hmm. not based on genre, mm-hmm. but just a great game. And Forza Horizon 5 is more than just a racer on top of that. It is genre blending. It is a car PG 
at its core. This is not a simulation. This is not Gran Turismo. This is not Forza Motorsport. This is Forza Horizon 5. Mm -hmm. It blends genres. Guess why you have 10 million people playing this game, including people who are not racing fans. People Steele and I personally know in this community who are not racing car people are enjoying Forza Horizon 5 because it breaks through barriers. Yep. It gives somebody, it gives people outside of your general racing fan something to enjoy. And you saw it even in the reviews. We talked about this last week, Steel. Some of the lower score reviews on Forza were from people who said in their reviews they don't generally play racing games or like them. However, their reviews, even if they were lower than some of the other ones, were still high because they got had so much fun. And Pong, the main point that you made right there, though, is why I've also brought up the whole Game Pass and success of Forza because yeah. of Game Pass. Right. More people have had their hands on this game than ever before. And I only make this point because people are making the point that, oh, well, Call of Duty gets all these players and this game gets all these players yeah. and what they don't get nominated. That is not the point. Right. Right. That's not the point. The point is more players than ever are playing a game that they usually do not enjoy. And the game is getting perfect tens across the board. You can say, oh, the last fours have got all got those got those same scores. That is not the point. For you to for like for these people to keep saying this shit, you do not get it. Get it. It's not the point. This game is technically a marvel. This game is technically doing things that games in its genre cannot do or have not done since 2001. Because guess what? A racing game can win. Gran Turismo A-Spec did in 2001. Guess what else won? In the next year, Tony Hawk won. Pro Skater 2. In 2000, what? That same? Oh, no, that's what was nominated that same that same year? That, that, was that won also? Awards. And that, and yeah, that, that, was, that was before it. Yeah. So it can happen. It can happen. They've had award shows that have done this, right? Yes. Great point, Steve. And the big, and it's like the biggest thing. I don't mean to interrupt you, Paul, but it's like oh. the biggest thing for me is that it can happen, and it should happen because a game is a game is a game. It should be treated as such, not this oh this pissing contest that people feel like they need to have. Because yeah, let's be honest. Over the last want to go over the games over the last ten years. 2010, Mass Effect 2, 2011, Portal 2, 12, Dishonored, 13, Last of Us, 14, Destiny, 15, Fallout 4, 16, Uncharted 4, 17, What Remains. You see this trend. Oh, story-driven games. And it's gone all the way back to that since after 2001. Okay, 2003 Call of Duty got some 2003 Call of Duty got some love, but after that 2004, it's been nothing but story-driven games. Which is okay. Cuz in those years, you I mean, look at the games that they're talking about. <laughs> 
Tom Clancy, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, the best Ghost Recon to ever exist to this date. Um, Super Mario Galaxy, redefined the genre again. Bioshock, an excellent game. Batman Arkham Asylum, damn, redefined that genre. Mass Effect 2, arguably the greatest game to ever exist. Portal 2, Dishonored, Last. You see the caliber of games we're talking about, and then you go into this year, Ratchet and Clank. It's I mean, it's a good, a good game. game. Counts. It's Again, a good game. I haven't game. played it, but like, it's, a, it's a good count. Using, just using those examples, like, again, yep. like Pong made the reference to, this was just one of those years where it was a toss-up. And the fact that it didn't even get considered is a problem. Anyway, my fault. Go ahead, right. continue. No, 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 that's okay. And we're, we're t- you know, again, to, to speak directly on the Game Awards, because the Game Awards haven't been around that long, but Keeley, again, take your personal thoughts about Keeley aside what he's done for this industry is is good. He's, he is a net positive on this industry because he has created an award show that becomes one of the most watched yes. video game shows in the world Yes, and brings attention. He has done what he's supposed to do or what he set out to do. However, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is if you want to take that next step, if you want to prove that your award show is more than just about the trailers and it actually does have some meaning, then you have to remove some of these invisible barriers that whether real or if you can claim that the, Hey, the voter, the voters all know they can vote for anything they want to right. or not. Then you had the perfect chance this year to do that. And again, this is for the devs. This is for the people that worked on this game. Yes, they have their own category, yeah. the sports racing category. Oh, wow. You created, you, you created that. Again, if you're going to have a game of the year category, then make it mean something outside of, well, we want to be, we want to be kind of, you know, you, again, go back to other entertainment forms. We always know that there are those reviewers out there who want to look for the little niche movie, the little foreign film that nobody watched but they want to claim is one of the greatest movies of all time right they 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 will vote for that movie right you're always going to have that type of reviewer but when you gather together a hundred people and you're telling me that the overall best scoring game of the year is not nominated again not about winning but not nominated for game of the year then we got to look at the system and we got to say what's wrong now, Jez, Jez wrote a great article, shout out Jez Corden, Windows Central, wrote a great article on his initial thoughts. He talked about it on the Xbox Two yesterday with Rand. Yes. He said, hey, I wrote that. I didn't even send it to an editor. It was basically a passion piece that he just threw out in the wild, right. ruffled a lot of feathers, right? right? He made an update to it, talking about that the timing of Forza impacted it. Well, it didn't impact it to get nominated to other... yeah categories right that's the no fucked impact up thing. on that ah, right? it, huh. none hmm. none and then and then somebody had written into him i think and he said that they had said well we didn't have enough time with mm, the game. oh, oh, mm. oh mm. okay you didn't have enough time with the game okay so you're telling me that you were able to review it and give it a 10 a 9 an 8 whatever you wound up giving forza mm-hmm. but you didn't have time to say i gave it a 9 but I don't think it should be nominated for game of the year over these other ones because I haven't enough, had enough hands on with it. So how are you giving it a score? And then we had Alana Pierce put out a video and she used to be part of that judging and said that 
they're not even required to play the game. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, so, so hmm. these are the critique. Now, again, we're taking hmm. a look at the system. We don't know the full system because it's not transparent. Right. There's a lot of mix ups here. Yep. So they had to have their voting in early, which Jez pointed out, which I knew Grubb had talked about that on his show. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jeff Grubb. He had talked about it on his show a couple of weeks ago that the, the votes were due in like November 4th. Mm-hmm. OK, you have the opportunity to change it until November the 14th or 11th, something like that. So you could have changed it. Mm-hmm. Forza Horizon 5 came out the fifth. OK, besides the early access stuff. Came out the fifth, right? So you had plenty of time to change it, but then somebody else wrote into Jeff or into uh, Jez, excuse me, and said, well, we didn't even really know that we could change our votes. Okay, so we're getting a lot of mixed messages. We're getting a Hmm. lot of mixed messages because if you couldn't change your votes, how did you vote? So you voted Forza on all these other categories on the fourth but then you didn't realize you could change it for game of the year. But again, you gave it all these high marks. You voted in other areas, but you didn't, you said you couldn't get yourself to vote for it for, or nominate it for game of the year. But then you didn't also realize that you could change that vote down the road. So again, mm-hmm. these are all little things that we can talk about and say, Hey, Jeff, you've made something great. You've given us the game awards, mm-hmm. which has become this huge celebration really of video games right you've given us this now let's take a look at this and see how we can do it differently Mm -hmm. now there's all these little conflicting reports from people who are actually on the jury as they call it that judge these games so why can't we talk about those and see what we could do differently to give your game awards more credible Right. right to make you because again at the end of the day if you're going to sit here and tell me hundred and some people could not or would not nominate the highest rated game that was reviewed by some of these, by a majority of these same people, I assume that are on this jury Mm -hmm. that they couldn't find it in their hearts to nominate Forza Horizon five for game of the year. You got to tell me that there's something else wrong there. And my thing is, is that, This year of all years was the year where they should have been able to say to themselves, hey, normally I wouldn't nominate a car game, but this year out of all the years, it deserves it. It fits in here, right? Hmm. We don't have, we don't have six gigantic games that I can't squeeze it in there this year, right? Hmm. I just, I just think that that could have happened. And I think that we got to look at the system and figure out, hey, if these people aren't aware that they could have changed their voting, well, that's a problem. And then we got to get that straightened out because then that's going to leave out next games. What's going to happen with Starfield next year? Are you going to tell me that if Todd Howard comes up with his next great franchise and it hits on all cylinders, that people are going to snub it if we have the same voting dates as we did this year because that comes out on the 11th next year? Mm-hmm. So now we're going to have people say, hey, I didn't have enough time with the game. I couldn't vote it in. Or, hey, I didn't know I could go back and change my vote. No, I can guarantee you that if Todd Howard's next big game shows up next year and it's everything everybody believes it's going to be, that the voters are going to make sure that that's nominated. Because Bethesda titles do get nominated on a regular basis. Okay, mm-hmm. Skyrim, obviously, multiple awards. So I don't think that's going to be an issue next year, but I think that this year was just too easy to dismiss Forza Horizon 5 as just a car game 
And we all know human nature is once you hit that submit button, that's it. Even if it's a 30 second deal to go back and change it, you ain't going to do it. You ain't going to do it. You don't take this. It's not that serious, right? You're not going to do that. And I think that's a problem because again, the devs don't get the credit that they should have gotten in the first place when you have that type of attitude. So then we got to look at the voting system. We got to look at who we're letting voting. And again, this goes back to reviewers. It's all subjectives at the end of the day. I totally understand that. But I think that's invisible barrier against certain genres. I could argue that Age of Empires should be in the discussion as well. I can argue that fact, but again, it was, I think it was dismissed because it's an RTS and Hey, they got another category for strategy games, sim games. So Mm. guess what? We'll just put them in there. It's fine. They'll still get an award. No, this game of the year should be the best of the best games, no matter what they are. I don't care what they are. I don't care if a point and click game comes out. That's so great. That is so captures the imagination of people but yeah. it's point and click i think it should be nominated for game of the year and like you said steel expand expand it out we have more content more games coming out now than ever before in history expand the expand it yeah you're always going to have ones that miss next year's going to be a debacle you think this year is bad next year if all those games hit look it's going to be there's going to be discussions going on nonstop about who should have been nominated who who was left out so expand expand it out a little bit Right. right. Give, give it a couple more slots. Right. So you make sure that you give the opportunity for genres that may not be represented, but have a year where they have one of those classic games drop that they that the, the voters can say, hey, I got my story games in there. I can also include Forza or I can also include Age of Empires or whatever game it may be. So that those games get into the conversation, mm-hmm. because, again, it is a big deal for the devs. We see it. We see them display their trophies. We see them when a game of the year nomination comes down onto the covers of their games, on right. advertising. They they put that out there, right? Game of the year nomination. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal for a lot of people. Maybe not to us, but it is a big deal. And I think we can just look at this and question it and have good conversations. Again, respectfully. Yes. Respectfully. Yes. And just suggest different ways that right. Jeff and his team. Again, for anybody who doesn't know, there is a board that Jeff has put together, which does include Phil Spencer, Yes, does include Jim Ryan, and I believe Bowser is also on that board. So all parties are represented on that board, but we don't know the conversations they're having, so we don't know. Phil's never going to come out in the public and say if he disagrees with something. It's not going to happen. It's going to be behind the scenes, but everybody is represented. But let's have the conversations about how we can make it more I don't want to say fair because I think it's fair already to some degree, but mm-hmm. let's break down some of these invisible barriers that are there that seems to hold back certain games from getting the recognition they deserve. Right. That's all I want to do at the end of the day. Right. Period. So still add, what, what do you got, man? What do you got? Um. Okay. So to throw on top of it, Again, kind of, kind of how I led into the conversation and just uh, leading off a lot of the points that you made um, because you made some, made some excellent points. Uh, a game is a game is a game should be treated as such and always should be that way. It's the Game of the Year Awards for a reason. If you're going to host the Game of the Year Awards, then let it be that. Um, the biggest thing for me, do I feel like Forza got snubbed? So let, let's, let's start there. Do I feel like the game got snubbed? Maybe. 
Um, I'm kind of either, I'm kind of up and down about it, mainly because I've always expected this from Forza, but I'm also a Forza fan. So whether it be Motorsport or whether it be Horizon, I've always seen what Forza has been able to do. Um, again, looking at the year overall, for Forza to be the highest rated game, at least on open, um, on open critic it is. On Metacritic, it's not necessarily, it's not, but it is in the top 10 of highest rated games of all year. Um, Dusk is the highest rated game uh, on Metacritic, um, which is a Switch game. But on open- That's, on, not, a new, that's not a new game though, right? No, it's not, a, uh, it's not a new game, whatever the case might be. Uh, yeah. It did come out in 2021. Um, it's a, it yes, it came out October 28th, 2021. Okay. Uh, it was supposed to be based off, uh, it's inspired by Quake. So it looks like an older game, but for it to be the, one of the highest rated games of the year and not be part of the conversation is a problem. Um, again, with all the love and all the attention that it's getting more so than it ever Forza has ever gotten before. That's the overall point. Uh, you can't have a game of the year conversation without throwing these, throwing that in the, into the conversation. Um, and I kind of want to give a list. I'm going to give the top 10 list off of open critic. And I'm also going to give the top 10 list off of Metacritic just to give people an example of what people have currently been, been interested in. And this is giving you the list for 2021 overall from the people. So open critic Forza horizon fives. Number one. Cupid Parasite, two. Super Mario World 3D, three. Buster Fellows, number four. Number five, Swarm. Number six, Psychonauts. Number seven, takes It Takes Two. Number eight, Ration and Clank. Number nine, Opus Echo of Star Song. And number 10, Monster Hunter Rise. Before I say, I say the next list, I want, to, I want you I want y'all guys to know the list that, that came out. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Resident Evil Village, Ration and Clank, and Psychonauts 2. So what happened to the other games that were highly rated and reviewed and everybody's ranting and raving over? Those don't matter. I only heard two of the games on that VGA list that I just that I just told y'all that were on this top 10 list. Hmm. Okay. Let's look at it. Let's look at Metacritic because people like Metacritic, don't they? That's what they like to go by. That's the rule. All platforms. Number one, Dusk. Number two, Dying Light Platinum Edition. Old game, some switch. Number three, Shimagami Tensei. Number four, Tales of Arise. Why is Tales not in that conversation? Hmm. Correct. JRPGs are hmm. on that genre too. Oh, that oh okay. Nominated outside of Final Fantasy. Lost so. Judgment. Hmm. Why is that not there? Interesting. Dungeon Encounters. Well, whatever. Toem. Forza Horizon 5 is number nine. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. That came out in October. Hmm. Why is that not on the list? A lot of people seem to love that game, too. Ah, a lot of people are trying out this game that thought it wasn't going to be that great either. Hmm. We go further down the list. Metroid Dread is 13. Mm, get down to 20. You got Kana down there. None of those other games are in that conversation. Mind you, the only reason I bring this up is because it does paint this picture to where if it's not a certain game, it's not going to get looked at a certain way or it's going to get looked at a certain way, which isn't which isn't the way that it's supposed to be. Again, this isn't supposed to be the game awards. Let's exclude 
X number of games. It's, it's, for me, it's not just about Forza. Forza's, the Forza Horizon 5 has just made it blatantly apparent. And that's what I want people to pay attention to. That there's a deeper rooted problem that other games aren't getting the recognition. Why isn't Scarlet Nexus up there? Why isn't whatever whatever other game? Why isn't Death's Door up there? Why is, oh, it's an indie game, huh? Is that is that the issue you're going to use for that? It's not good enough? Oh, it's not, it doesn't have a good enough story? I like the story in Death's Door. Straight to the point. You got it. That's my questions. You can't say that you're doing a game year award or doing these game awards and not have certain titles in that conversation, especially coming from your 100 publications that are in the gaming industry. With the two lists that I just gave y'all, it doesn't sound like these uh, these game analysts or these people who put these uh, who voted on this know what they're talking about. That's the bigger problem to me. Is that we're continually, yes, Forza Horizon Five is a, is a topic for conversation, but I don't think it's the main point of conversation because there's other games that you could also throw in that list that aren't in the conversation that I feel like is a mishap, is a misstep. Because it shows me again that we still have people trying to represent us as gamers who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Or don't know what the fuck they need to be looking into. Or they want everything to fit some kind of standard that they fit for themselves. That also the community gets wrapped up into. Because it's the same thing. Oh, if you're not playing on this piece of plastic, oh, it's not good enough. Oh, if it's not a story action game, it's not good enough. It's a problem to me, man. How can we ever evolve as an industry if we're going to continuously let people represent us in a way that does not represent us? And I'm not talking about, again, the clown show on both sides, like Pong says. There's clown shows on both sides. People starting mess on both sides for no reason. Making us look more corny. That's all you're doing. People still, again, look at gamers as some whatever. Like, we just don't have a life. Like, we don't do anything else. Not realizing that it's a, a hobby that millions, billions of people enjoy and use as an escape. Use it to get, uh, you know, some, some a mental break to help heal in some circumstances a lot of circumstances there's plenty of plenty of evidence on that having things like this and seeing a seemingly snub um in this conversation just help makes me realize that we just don't have enough and i don't want people to get caught up in the conversation oh jeff keely or geoff keely or whatever you want to call him i give jeff keely kudos for doing everything that he is doing he has done more than a lot of people have ever had, giving attention to gaming overall. And the fact that it's gotten the attention that it's getting now, where seemingly millions of people are tuning in, paying attention, um, people, because whether you like it or not, people tune into the Game Awards and then they base their opinions off that, just like they do with anything else. So it's like, I give Keely kudos because he's one of the main people doing it. My question is, is who else is going to do it? Who else is going to step up to rise to the challenge to have a better representation? Who? 
When are we going to stop complaining and just do something about it? Because that's all people want to do. Complain. Ah, oh, I'm going complain, 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 complain. And that's what the process. See, and that's why I understand the people who don't want to have this conversation. But at the same time, you have to have this conversation. But when you have this conversation, ask yourself, are you going to make the change? Are you going to establish and have a constructive criticism, have constructive uh, conversations and say, hey, man, what can we do to make this better? Man, can I instead of telling Jeff Keeley how much of a shitty person he is or whatever the case, when I say, hey, Jeff, how about um, how, maybe if we did it till February? What, what do you think about that? Why can't we do that? Hey, Jeff, um, have you ever thought about maybe approaching the Game Awards in this to, this in this way? Hey, how about we do this or instead of and on that point that, steel about the time thing yeah my my only pushback with that is is that he does it because of the 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 advertising slots right because he's in a prime time slot in december right before the holidays and he can sell those advertising slots and look look the game awards are a business okay it is. Uh, they would not be as big as they are the production value would not be able to be as high as it is right now without that advertising mm-hmm. right and that marketing mm-hmm. and that's why that date and i agree that the date should be changed to include all games uh through the entire year however uh it, that's the reason why it is a business right. decision uh from that standpoint so. which which you gotta which you have to 100 understand yeah. but if yeah. you're going to do that and if it's going to be about business and everything else yeah. um then call it the november to november awards call it something different or whatever the case because yeah, if you're go- and he's got to do a better job too of making sure the jury is aware of early games because early games get lost in this conversation as well. It's always the middle of the year games, unless one absolutely blows away at the beginning of the year. Right. A lot of those early games are lost too. There's, there's, there's people who have a good point that Hitman Mm three should have been in consideration as well. Right. There was some really good early games this year Mm -hmm. that totally time frame wise were lost because yeah. it's always about what have you done for me lately, mm-hmm. especially in the gaming world. Oh, yeah. Especially. We have oh, short yeah. memories. Oh, yeah. That includes the media. So, anyways. I, I mean, 100%. I mean, taking the business side of it is 100%. Is, uh, I, again, you have to take that into consideration. Again, pulling yourself out and looking at it overall. It's, it's not about just your personal opinion. It is about the business side. It is about timing. It is about marketing. It is all that because you still have to sell. And that's fine. But set the expectation, set the precedent, set the, give these people enough time. Uh, I heard somebody make the perfect example for uh, any other awards. People get, they wine and dine these people. They take these people and want, (laughs) again, you want to consider it paying to win. People use that phrase so often. People are easily bought and won over. Easily. Which is fine. You can't beat that. That's business. But at the same time, at least let them take into consideration everything. Everything. Start to finish. If we're going to do it from November to November, then those same games, like Fall in Order, if it, Star Wars Fall in Order, if it fell out the category last year, then why didn't it get brought back up this year? Why? Because it came out last year. But it's not November to November then. It's January to November. And that's the problem. You're not doing a full year of games either way. You're not giving these devs a chance. Again, does Forza need it? Does Playground Games need it? They know they're their best game. They know they're the best fucking uh, racer devs out there. Nobody has to tell them that. 
Gran Turismo hasn't been the same since Forza Motorsport 1 release from turn 10. It hasn't. Look at the facts. Look at history. You can do a little Google research and find out. It hasn't. The numbers have been on the decline. Turn 10 Playground knows where they stand. They don't need the VGAs to reassure them. Would it be nice? Yeah, it would be. To get some recognition that the community realizes it. That the community recognizes it. That the people recognizes it. The fact that Game Pass has allowed you to get more eyes and more visibility than you've ever had before should help you recognize that. Because nobody else is doing it. Nobody else is getting, getting that same attention. You have games that came out earlier this year who haven't had 10 million people look at that game. Who haven't had 5 million people look at the game. And people, people, I know people bring Returnal into the conversation. Returnal hasn't even hit a million people. A million people haven't even looked at it. Haven't even touched it. But a game that got 10 million people to look at it, whether they're actual people who spent 100 hours in the game or not, it's completely irrelevant. Because the fact that all these people have touched it, all these people have garnered, has garnered all this attention, matters more so than anything else. And that's my point. That is my overall point. It's not, oh, Forza being snubbed. It's not, a, oh, this, this, that game being snubbed. There's so many other games that we could put in that conversation of being snubbed, right? Yeah. Is Forza an amazing game? It is. Is it my personal game of the year? No. Should it be at least in a con consideration? Yes. 100%. Not in some stereotypical conversation of sports game, racing game of the year. Because what competition does it have? Like, come on. Let's be real with each other. Dirt 5? Come on. I understand people who love Dirt 5 and nothing against the Codemasters and everything, but it's not Forza. It's not Horizon. Horizon does dirt racing better than dirt does as an arcade racer. Mm -hmm. It does. Agreed. So it's, it's just, there's a deeper conversation to be had there. And I feel like that's what gets lost in translation where yeah. people aren't focusing on the deeper conversation. They're just focusing on the top part. And again, things do need, like, like you and me both have said at this point, Pong, it needs to be looked at. It needs to be adjusted. It needs to be, there does need to be definitely constructive criticism to be had there. But do not shit on the one person that's giving you more attention to your community, to your industry than anybody else is because you're not. And if you're not going to be part of the solution, the only thing that you're doing is becoming part of the problem. Exactly. And that's, and Don't that's have my to agree. That's you don't my, have to agree, but you just don't have to attack. That, that's the, that's, that's the whole that's the whole that's difference. Again, attacking some guy because you know of, of what you believe is obvious, you know, favoritism or 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 alike. Everybody's going to have that in them. Keely is no different than any other human being. He's going to give it. And now we can have discussions about how he's he's at certain times presented that. Uh, you know, in different ways, but at the same time, it's not worth a personal attack. Again, this is about video games, people. This is about that. And, and the same goes for this community. I saw some people this week that are so upset that people are frustrated that Forza Horizon 5 made it, that they were making personal attacks, generalizing the entire community uh, through Twitter posts. Yeah, no. And it's like, look, 
If you don't <laughs> like the conversation, that's cool. If you want to say, hey, people that are you know bullying, attacking Jeff Keeley and others over this are wrong, go ahead and do that. But don't generalize the community and call people children and all sorts of things exactly. just because our passion lies somewhere different than yours. And there's a topic that we want to discuss, whether you think it's worthy or not, right. does not matter. We don't, we don't go into other people's shows and say, why are you talking about this topic? This is stupid. That, okay. That again, turn it off. Don't listen, go to a different show, Move on. but don't right. get out there and generalize other people and put down other people for having conversations that you may not want to have that are, Again, constructive. I'm not talking about the garbage. I'm not talking about the, the the fanboys. I'm not talking about the console war bullshit, right? I'm talking about actual constructive adult conversations about a situation that obviously did hit home for a lot of people. And a lot of people wanted to see one of their favorite games of the year at least recognized at one of the biggest shows going for the video game industry. Yes. That is a passion of gamers. That is your passion. Right. Again, it can go wrong. It can go sideways. It can be toxic. It can be all of that. Mm -hmm. That's not what we and a lot of others have been discussing this week. We have been talking about just real constructive criticism, looking at it, trying to figure out if there's another better way to do this or where it could be improved upon. Again, not everybody's going to be happy. Right. You can't have a you can't have a category with every single game ever created underneath it right. and have votes on it. You do have to limit it. Right. That's the way life is. We all get that. It's just that one of the best games to come out this year just was not recognized in a way that we thought it should be. And there are obviously, and, and there are obviously some issues to look at with one of the biggest showcases in gaming, the game awards and Jeff Keeley and how it is handled. There are just some things to look at mm -hmm. Jez's article and the responses he received prove that, yep. that there are some areas for improvement Right. That's all we're saying. And that's all we're talking about here is how can we make sure that every game can't every genre, let's put it that way. Every yes. genre has a fair chance at being represented again at one of the biggest events that your industry has. I just don't want to see games left out because of either bad decisions or bad system or because of perceived stigma or bias against that genre. Uh, I don't want to see that happen the same way. I don't like to see, again, meta, meta, meta who for me. Yeah, that's correct. I don't care about reviews, but again, to the masses, to the outside people, outside this community, sometimes it really does matter and it matters to devs. Sometimes they get paid on that stuff. So just like I don't to see, like to see reviewers who don't play certain genres reviewing a game and downing the score because they don't really know what they're looking for. I don't like that either. And I think that I've talked about that being changed as well. So that's all we're doing here. Constructive talk. Just want to get it out there in the world. Forza Horizon 5, in my opinion, was snubbed this year um, for a plethora of reasons, and I just don't like it. Um, again, in other years, I would see why it would be on the outside looking in with some of the big home run narrative-driven games. I could see why that would happen. This year, there just wasn't that. And I thought this was the year that it could break through uh, and, and get some of the love. And uh, I was sad to see it didn't happen. So, wow, Steel, we knocked mm -hmm. that one out of the park. So yeah, man. Gonna, 
again, I mean, um, it's one of the unique things that I think we do here. I feel like we tack that from a different angle. Um, I mean, you also brought lead in with a, a lot of some of the same points yeah. um, that you that you definitely made before, but you also added some pizzazz on top of it, um, which yeah. is important. Again, um, that's the uniqueness of it, man. Being able that, that, that's what happens. Steel through the week, you 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 get the best version of Pong <laughs> on Living Split Screen on Saturday morning because I've gotten all my thoughts right. collected throughout the week, right? And I get to this morning. Uh, and I'm always, that's why I have different spins sometimes or, or different thoughts, uh, as I go through the week. So right. no, I love it. I but love yeah, it. I, I mean, and again, um, people, it looks like people are loving it in the chat. I mean, that's the, and that's the main thing again, um, me and Paul pride ourselves and being able to take that view and really look at it, uh, look at the industry overall, look at the overall point, um, look at the principle of things, right. And not just the surface level. So, uh, that's, that's the unique thing. And I appreciate you guys loving it. And, uh, Hopefully on the back end of for our audio listeners. Hopefully y'all are loving it too. But with that being said, we'll move on into um we got we got a couple different directions we can move into um as we move towards the end of the show and everything. Um the whole scale bound situation we could touch on really quickly um before we lead into some more negatives. <laughs> you want yeah, you want to touch on a couple quick hitters uh before we get into the uh, yeah. other heavy topic? Okay, yeah, right. we could we could definitely do that. Um All right. And the other heavy topic will be the Activision Blizzard thing, correct? Yep. But yeah, let's touch on some small things really quickly. Uh, just to lighten it up <laughs> for some funny truth. The truth behind Scalebound, um, Hideki Kamiya came out and apologized. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. Apologize if I'm, if I'm not. Um, he apologized to Microsoft for the Scalebound problems in this interview. Um, I actually want to pull that interview up. So give me a few moments here. Uh, but overall, if hopefully I'm reiterating it correctly and uh, kind of breaking it down pretty smoothly for him uh okay i brought it up quickly enough so that works he basically in the interview said uh we weren't experienced enough and couldn't get over that wall leading to what happened in the end and i'm sorry to microsoft who have placed their trust in us as a business partner again a good way to say face I'm upset by this. Five, six years too late. Five, okay. six years too late. Way too late. Way, way too late. Um, I'm upset by this because if we want to talk about Scalebound, it was another one of those. Is me as a combat fan um, and also a fan of Dragons. They seemingly were doing something amazing here. We're blending the style of Devil May Cry and also uh, giving the feel of like a Panzer Dragoon in there, possibly um, with the ability to have a, like a dragon companion in there. And from the trailers and everything that they did, the game looked like it was going to be outstanding. But with beats with beats by Dre on their head. Oh, with beats by Dre on their head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they had their they had their headphones on. That's what a lot of people hate. Yeah, nah. Um, had this conversation on Xbox all But <laughs> I liked it. I liked. I I, I I liked the style too. I was into it. Uh, so yeah. I was kind of upset when they they said it wasn't going to fall through with it. And I always wanted it to come back because I mean it's one of those things. That, dragons, Devil May Cry. You blend the two together. You get this unique blend in between. So I was really looking forward to it, but to hear that, to say that we weren't experienced enough when we all know that you were funding other projects with the money that you were getting from Microsoft, it's, it's just like a shot in the foot. It's like, why would Microsoft want to continue to do business with you at this point then? Like this, you saving face now doesn't do anything. You just, you're blatantly coming out and basically telling your investors that, oh, we wasted your money. Give us another shot, maybe. Mm -hmm. well, well, we'll take another invest. We'll do right this next time. 
You didn't do right the first time. And you're not in a better, Platinum Games isn't in a better place right now. It's not like they, oh, they took that money and now they're on this, uh, riding off this other game that they made that's doing wonders for them. No. Um, let's see. When's the last time Platinum Games put out a game that meant something? Let's see. Astro, Astro Chain. Astro Chain. Astro Chain? Hmm, okay. Yeah. Near Automata. Near Automata. Bayonetta. Yeah. Yep. 2017. Yeah. Bayonetta. They've had hits and misses. Let's put it that way. Hits, but not enough for you to come out and be like, oh, my bad. How about another shot? Near Automata is great. Near Automata is a great game. They do they did really great with that, whatever the case might be. Um, and the interview just doesn't revolve around Scalebound. Um, he also speaks about uh the wonderful 101. Um, it's the sixth episode in a series about Hideki Kamiya. Uh previous episodes are about the game, such as Bayonetta and Okami. Basically, it's a series and everything that he has going on, um, breaking down his career and everything, um, and everything that they've kind of gone through over the years. But I just thought it was funny because it was just like, basically, if you watch the interview, it kind of comes across like, hey, uh, we'd love to have another opportunity with Microsoft. And you'll give me a second. I'll be you're good. Talking. You're good. Um, because it kind of comes across like, hey, give us another shot. And it's like, dude, why would we give you another shot? <laughs> you dropped the ball once. We're not going to hand the ball back off to you. And I just find that to be kind of upsetting. And I also find it kind of funny. But uh, and I know a lot of people are going up and down and this saying, oh, it's a year's too late, like kind of what Pong alluded to. Uh, and it, it's just funny to see this because, again, with so many so many different things going on within the industry up to this point, um, especially with the different kind of games that we're going, more and more games getting added to the backlog. And who knows about the next game that they end up putting out that is either going to hit for them uh, or it can be a make or break situation. And I kind of feel like that's where they're at right now with platinum games being so up and down um, more down than they have been up. It just, it, it really just, it really just depends on uh, what, what's going to potentially happen next. Uh, I just hope that things lead in the right direction. It's kind of sad that we're not going to get a scale bound or something to that aspect. Uh, again, but we do have games like Crimson Dragon. Uh, they're going to give us that feel, uh, that combat and the dragons and everything. Uh, we do have and other similar games that are going to come out around that. Uh, they're going to really lead credence to uh, something that we are probably could have been missing in the genre. So uh, it kind of is what it is as far as that goes. But hey. Um, and I'll have Pong give his kind of opinions on that when he gets back. Uh, the other thing that I also wanted to touch on was um, Pragmata. Uh, Pragmata gave out an update saying that um, they're going to be pushing back the game from 2022 into 2023. Uh, again, um, I actually want to show some game, a trailer to remind remind y'all what Pragmata is. Um, we're hearing some new things about it, again, from the update and everything. And I actually want to pull that up if I can uh, here in a moment uh, because the update was beautiful, man. Just just to see the attention to detail and the amount of work that went into it um, is an amazing thing. And I definitely want people to see that because, man, uh, me and Pong have made the comments back and forth where the eyes on a lot of games is, is what matters um, because a lot of games haven't nailed it where they made the character really feel alive. Uh, so I definitely want to bring that up on screen here in a moment. But Pong, before we get into Pragmata, uh, how do you feel about this whole um, this whole scale bound situation? Uh, Hideki, uh, Kamiya coming coming out, Kamiya, uh, Kamiya or whatever. Yeah, um, so again, sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. Please correct me. But 
how are you feeling about this whole thing with him and Microsoft, him coming out and saying, hey, well, we weren't experienced enough and we couldn't get over the, the hump. Uh, how do you feel about that before we get into ProcMod and everything? Look, Platinum Games used to be one of my favorite developers, um, especially back during the 360 era. I love Bayonetta. Um, mm. Absolutely love it. I'm sad to see it go <clears throat> to uh, Nintendo uh, as exclusive. Um, I don't like it. Um, you know, again, I understand the business, so it is what it is, but I love Bayonetta. Uh, I love Bayonetta more than I love Devil May Cry. Um, mm. I think it's a better overall game, mm. uh, just for me personally. Um, I like her as a character. I think she's she's amazing. Well, you got to think um, of chicks, too. So. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. That's, 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 that's yeah. no lie. Again, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's better looking than Dante. Okay. Um, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, so for me, Platinum Games uh, has hit a lull. They have not been the same in a while, mm -hmm. ever since Scalebone. Yes, Nier Automata. I love Nier Automata. And they did a great job with it. Um, Astral Chain has influenced a lot of uh, genres, games. Yeah. Uh, Scarlet Nexus uh, is, is, is yeah, and it was influenced by Astral Chain. Yep. You can tell. Mm -hmm. um, so they still have talent there. Uh, he himself uh, has a reputation. Uh, he has an attitude. Uh, he blocks people on Twitter like nobody's business. Um, he is. Um, he comes off like the old school, um, the old school devs who got a little bit of ego back in the day, uh -huh. um, you know, and, and just kind of above it all. Right. He, he calls people peasants. If that gives anybody, you know, I, oh my God. so yeah, so he's had that reputation and I think that was part of it is the ego side of things. That's why it took him this long, but let's be realistic. The reason why he is apologizing now is because he sees what Xbox is doing. Okay. He knows that Xbox is going to be a major player in this industry. And he's trying to repair a bridge that he burned down, right? That he destroyed. Um, Phil was a big enough person to never throw platinum games underneath the bus. He took it. Um, he actually, actually took responsibility took, for it. He took responsibility for it when people knew that that was not the case. There has been plenty of stories out there for a very long time. Um, and again, he's even continued to take abuse up to this point. And Xbox has to this day. Mm -hmm. People still bring it up again to use it in the console war narrative, but they still bring it up um, and act like that was a huge Xbox problem, that that was Microsoft's fault. Of course, Xbox was not in the position they are in now and so you know it was easy to believe that 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 was part of the problem but realistically it was definitely a 90 10 situation on platinum side at, at, at the most um so i think he's apologizing because he wants a piece of that pie he oh, wants yeah. a chance to work with xbox again he knows his games do well in game pass uh near automata did very well in game pass yep. um he could see that future Right. He's looking down the road saying, God, I'd really like to have some of my games over on that side of things because they're moving and shaking right mm -hmm. now. So he's coming out to apologize. Uh, we talked about this on Xbox Ultimate last night. Um, Mav asked whether or not I would give him a second chance. I said only under extreme conditions. Right. I, I like they would have to be under somebody else. Certain things. <laughs> right. I said, look, I said, here, here's the deal. I said, if he really wants to repair the bridge, what I would demand, 
right? I don't know what the terms of the deal he has with his Nintendo on mm-hmm. uh, with Nintendo. I don't know what those terms are. I right. don't know how many more Bayonettas are exclusive, but I would say, look, you want to prove it? Cool. Bayonetta comes over. Bayonetta comes to Game Pass, whatever next Bayonetta is available. Mm-hmm. And you will prove that you can do, because again, I think they do need to prove that they can move forward with the industry as far as technology goes, because, you know, in this, the, in these comments, he said, well, we weren't used to working with unreal engine. Okay. Oh, okay. Fine. Take it at face value. You got to prove to me because I'd love to see Bayonetta and Bayonetta is an IP uh, that's, that's big enough. I'd love to see Bayonetta on a current gen console. Because right. it could be something absolutely oh, drop dead gorgeous. Insane. And I'm not talking just about her. I'm talking about the game itself could be ridiculously good looking on current gen. So I'd love to see him prove it that way. Now, if he came to me with a new IP, no, uh, not unless it was something absolutely spectacular. And and then at that point, that contract would be written so locked tight down. Like I'm giving you a dollar at a time. <laughs> like here's a dollar. Show me what you got. Okay, I like what I see. Here's another dollar. There would be no open chess for this guy at all because he would have to prove to me that he's a changed person, that his team is changed, uh, and they're able to handle a big project like something like that. So would I give him a a second chance? Under certain conditions, yes, I would. Uh, I would give them a second chance. I think platinum games can still put together something meaningful. I think that they still are very good at a certain genre. And, and I think that they're one of the masters at that genre. So I'd love to see them put together something like that. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, it's business. He's apologizing now because Microsoft is in a power position versus last generation. He didn't even have to think about Microsoft. Now he's got to think about Microsoft and Xbox, Um, you know, going forward because the future is bright so, right 100 that's where i'm at with it yeah 100 yeah, um now essentially saying the same thing um yeah. so awesome on that pay it part then um, other like a- other barber that is debatable uh all respect here uh if you haven't been with us or haven't heard us talk uh nothing but respect for the hustle of nintendo uh at the end of the day but uh your 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 question switches <laughs> right that is that is a debate that is that is a debate to be had. <laughs> hey, it's a it's a current gen console to Nintendo, and that's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but like I was touching on, I wanted to touch a little bit on Pragmata just to remind remind the people. Um, it is a game that got pushed back. A lot of people might not remember it uh, and everything. So um, I wanted to show that uh, because they did push it back. So with that being said, let me pull that up on screen for you all. Um, and I want to show you this little little snippet right here uh, for you later, Daz. Have you, a good day, man. Yeah, shout Thanks out, shout out to you, Daz. Much love. Yeah. Um, but for those audio listeners, again, if you haven't checked out Pragmata, definitely do it um, on the back end, and uh, we'll see if it's something that uh, that may you may be interested in. Just, but yeah, I don't know if you gave a description. To steal, no, but I have if, not yet, if but. people are listening to audio, this is the game that was briefly shown. My God, was it, it was before E three, right? Uh, I believe it was a little bit before E3. Yeah, yeah. Capcom showed this off. It's by Capcom. It's got huge Kojima vibes. If you remember the original trailer is with a little girl and the astronaut looking dude uh, walking through kind of a destroyed city and they go up into space and they wind up, she lands on the moon. Like very Kojima-esque. Mm-hmm. Very Kojima-esque. Uh, but uh, yeah, go back and watch the original trailer and then uh, you know, obviously watch the update that they just gave. Uh, Steel's going to be playing it here. Um, he already is, but um, he can replay. It's very short. 
uh, from the delay, but the animation, the eyes on the latest, uh, this thing is crazy. Go ahead, Steele. But yeah, um, I just overall just wanted to bring attention to it because I know me and Pong have stated here uh, that we're going to try to definitely do that from this point forward. Uh, just bring attention to different games, um, whether it be indie games or whether it just be, it can be double AAA games. It doesn't matter. Uh, but things that people might have forgot about, I'm playing the trailer for you all now. Um, the four, It's supposed to be the 4K extended trailer. The amount of detail that seemingly is getting put into this game, especially if it's, if I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a next-gen only title, especially for the time it's coming out, um, looks fantastic. That's the main point why we wanted to demonstrate this. Again, yeah, Kojima vibes and everything else. Um, we don't know exactly what kind of game is going to end up being. Um, it could be a psycho thriller. It could be a thriller overall. Who knows? Um, it could be a third-person over-the-shoulder action-adventure game. Nobody knows for sure, but the attention to detail is something that i feel like is important because as we move further and further into the generation that's something that's going to be more noticeable uh, i know people were saying hey we released moore's law we're not going to really see a difference from this point forward i have to disagree with that again the detail in games is going only to become more noticeable there's always more detail that could be shown there's always more uh things in the environment that you can see there's uh more attention to the details to, to the to the pavement to uh the cars to just everything overall that i've always wavered more towards just because i feel like that matters more than just resolution quote unquote or just having the game um <laughs> be in whatever fidelity whatever the case so that's why i wanted to bring this kind of back up and everything um what else you what else you got for pragmata man nothing uh i really don't have a whole lot more i just love what they're doing uh again like we were talking about behind the, the curtain there steel in the green room was um just the animation if that's if that is and i think i think this trailer was more cgi oh, but i yeah. think that that, oh, yeah. that delay obviously the the, the delay announcement the little girl she looked more like animate like real actual animation oh but yeah to hear that it's in the re engine um i'm i'm impressed and i'm very excited to see what they can do in the future if that's an example of what they can do current gen using current gen only um i can't wait because we all know resident evil games are already detailed gorgeous looking uh mm -hmm. even cross gen oh yeah so i can't Those wait to see what they're gonna do but uh like you said steal the eyes um you know even in this trailer i think the eyes and the the uh, delay announcement actually even look better than the cgi they stick. yeah right here. yeah they mm -hmm. really do um and so that's the stuff that that's got me and steel excited is like steel was just saying the details the the getting closer and closer to that uncanny valley situation where things are so realistic but you still know that they're not and it gives you that eerie feeling. That's what Uncanny Valley is. Um, we're getting closer and closer to that. And we're still early in this gen. We are still seeing 
almost everything be cross-gen. These devs have just gotten their hands on all this updated tech. They're all updating their engines. Right. Um, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg right here. But when I see stuff like this, uh, especially, you know, we've seen it still, we've highlighted it in some indie developers, um, but to see it also coming to the big players, because you know the teams behind it are so dang talented right. that I just really can't wait to see some of this stuff coming 2022, 2023, 2024. My God, by the end of this generation, like I said, a million times, it's going to probably be the longest generation we've had with the chip shortages. Eight to 10 years is what I'm yeah. predicting. I can't wait to see what we got at the end of this, man. It's going to be insane. Like, yeah, man. Oh, man. Um, if, if, I mean, if, if you feel, again, <laughs> to tie it back into Horizon 5, another perfect example, the detail matters. Yeah. There is so much more that can be done. And that is the overall point. Um, again, of highlighting these different things. And I'm I'm thoroughly excited to see how much closer we can get. Because I do I do it with my wife currently all the time, whether it be Microsoft Flight Simulator or if it's Forza, yeah. where I'm I'm like, hey, what do you think? Is this real or is it fake? Right. Or is it real or is it the game? And currently she's leading in a she's uh She's kind of one and one at this moment. She was leading. She was winning with the being able to determine whether it was a game or not. Um, within the last two questions, though, when I've questioned her on it, she was like, no, nah, that's real. And I was like, no, nah, that's the game. <laughs> so it's if it's already blending for someone who, uh, yes, she's a game and everything, but for someone who isn't necessarily a hardcore, whatever the case might be, and even from myself, in some instances, there are pictures that come up on Twitter or whatever the case, where I have to open the picture up and be like, damn, is that, is that Forza? Is that somebody, that's somebody's car? Right. And that's a crazy thing to think about. Oh, yeah. Especially sure. when you consider the last decade. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Where all, all the models of characters weren't that great before. All right. With that being said, let's get into the final juicy, juicy, juicy topic. Um, and this might be on the shorter end of it because this is something that we haven't dropped the ball on. We've constantly yeah. brought this back up into conversation. Um, yep. There's not too much to add to it, but there is because people like Phil Spencer, people like Jim Ryan have come out and actually said something about it and said that they're going to actually start evaluating their relationship um with these companies um and yep. when they start using that word they start throwing those terms around that's how you know it's something a little bit more serious uh that has come to this point um so i wanted to bring this uh, this article up and it's from gameindustry.biz again another reputable place uh if you're looking for good game good content overall gamesindustry.biz is some of the greatest uh, along with the verge along with um uh, video game chronicles and there's another one out there lords of gaming.net season gaming um there's quite a few out here um that do really good content uh gamesindustry.biz is one of them uh so to get started with the article xbox phil spencer is considered taking action against activision blizzard as the outcry against its ceo Bobby Kotek continues to escalate. Um, why this is important is because we found out more information that possibly um, there's no way to really allegations. hit the nail allegations. on the head, um, but it's yeah. allegations, but there's multiple sources that have come up with these Wall allegations. Wall Street Journal is the big one this week that broke. Goodness gracious, if that doesn't tell you that there's something more behind the scene, yep. that 
Bobby may have a little bit more of an influence on what is or maybe a little bit more hands on and what is going on within the company than what was led to previously be known. And he knew. Then, he knew. Then he <laughs> knew, quote unquote. That's the yeah. other thing too. Um, because he did try to play it off previously like he'd never he didn't know any of these things were going on. And then now it's seemingly we're coming to find out differently. Um and I think you might have made the point once before it was either on uh either last night or um with the Magnificent Seven or on PM and the PM, on PM I think, and the PM, where yeah, you yeah, where you yeah. made that, I think you made the reference that he could be either having people in his little black book that the board, the board could <laughs> be in his book to where yep. they either ride or die. And if it's one of those situations, then we really have a bigger problem at hand than we previously thought. Because and for anybody who does not know, uh, side note, Bobby Kotick was in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book for anybody who knows Jeffrey Epstein. Hey, and so, uh, you know, that's a whole, yeah. and that's going to be, that's, that's a, a whole, whole other thing, but let's just book. point that out. That's that a whole different couple noodles was in there. So yeah, it's definitely a whole different <laughs> couple noodles. Um, and damn, that's all, I, I, that's a whole different conversation, but that is, there's too many breadcrumbs at this point to, for it to be ignored. And the fact that, Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer, the reason why it's being brought up in conversation is because for for them to be coming out and saying something, it means there's a lot more behind the scene. And anyway, I'll just get deeper into the article so we can, we can we'll just go from there. Yeah. Um, but we're going in to say um Bloomberg report that Spencer sent an email to all Xbox staff addressing the situation, which began with Wall Street Journal article this Earlier this week, the article claimed that Kotick had been aware of sexual misconduct, misconduct, conduct, uh, misconduct within Activision Blizzard for years and gave examples of his own toxic behavior, including, among other things, threatening to have an assistant killed and overruling a decision to fire Treyarch co-head Dan Bunting following claims of sexual harassment against him. In his email, Spencer said he and the gaming leadership team at Microsoft were disturbed and deeply troubled by the horrific events in actions at the call of duty publisher again could we also say oh of course you're supposed to say these things uh you hear these things come out you're you got these games on your platform oh you're supposed to say these things sure spencer added he is evaluating all aspects of our relationship with activision blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments the other thing that makes this very obvious or makes a little bit shed more a little bit more light to it bungie isn't with activision either and I feel like there's a reason for that split because Bungie is leave, was leaving money behind. Bungie currently doesn't have anybody to back them. Oh, of course, they're going to have, you know, people who believe in what they do and believe in the devs. They're going to have people because they have money coming in. And they, they actually have a decent system as far as having constant money rolling in for them um, as far as microtransactions and everything. So they have something, but they don't have a main player behind them anymore uh, to fully support whatever endeavor that they go down. Uh, there's not a Microsoft, there's not an Activision, there's nobody there. But there's so there had to be something else there for there to be a disconnect um, on that part also. Could have just been microtransaction side of things? Could have just been the player side of things? Sure, could have. Activision could have had their hands in too many pieces of the pie and bunches like, look, our player base is fucking dwindling because you guys keep trying to set these standards for us and it's not what we're trying to do. That's not our game. You can blatantly see that with Call of Duty. It's going in the same direction. 
Um, they go on to say there are no details on what for what form this action might take, but Xbox is a key platform for Activision Blizzard, given the popularity of its Call of Duty franchise and titles like Overwatch among Microsoft's com console community. Uh, he also says this type of uh, this type of behavior has no place in our industry. Spencer added. Uh, Spencer comments follow those from PlayStation head Jim Ryan, who wrote in a similar email to his own staff that Activision Blizzard has not done enough to address a deep seated culture of discrimination and harassment. Activision Blizzard and its board of directors stand by Kotick in its aftermath of their original report, which is a problem to me. Which is also kind of leads credence to what you were saying, Pong. And maybe they're in that little black book. Because why else would you support this man with tons of money on the line at this point? Because if things go awry and your biggest two players and Microsoft and, and PlayStation pull away, oh my God, you're going downhill quick. <laughs> Quickly. And that's, that could possibly be the end of Activision and Blizzard if things continue to go the way that they're going even reportedly claiming that there is no evidence to warrant puni punishment for the CEO. Hmm. Really? Okay. Under the company's zero tolerance policy of harassment. So there's a zero, zero tolerance policy in your company, but there's sexual harassment charges, claims, allegations that if multiple people have come to light about, we know is going on we also know behind the scenes, again, do your own research if you're interested, that people have actually been given a pass for some of these allegations and everything and have not been further investigated. And, and Bobby's exempt. And Bobby's exempt. Hmm. <laughs> zero, zero tolerance, though. Okay. Several Activision Blizzard shareholders led by SOC investment group has called for Kotex resignation and has have and as have more than 700 of the other publisher staff and contractors in a petition started by ABK Workers Alliance. The allegations against Kotex are the latest in a long line of uh, revelations about the company that have emerged since the state of California filed a lawsuit against the firm. Again, there's another key import, important piece. There's something else deeper going on. The state just doesn't file allegations just because. I mean, they don't just do that. They don't file lawsuits just because. For violating civil rights and equal pay laws, which contain further claims of discrimination and harassment. Um, there was an update that Spencer confirmed to IGN that the Bloomberg's report is accurate. Again, uh, while he added no detail about the action Microsoft is going to take, the Xbox uh, boss gave the following statement. And this is where I'm going to end it and I'm going to pass it off to Palm. I personally have strong values for the welcoming and inclusive environment for all of our employees at Xbox. This is not a destination, but a journey that we will ha always be on. The leadership at Xbox and, and Microsoft stand by our teams and support them in building a safe environment for all. Again, you're kind of supposed to say a lot of these things. You can take that however you want. To me, or both of them speak out against this, speaks to the bigger picture. Pong, again, we touch on this every time that it comes up. We have stated here that this is not something that we're gonna allow to die. No. Um, we're gonna keep speaking on it when it comes up or no matter who it is, we're gonna, con we're gonna con constantly speak on it. How do you feel about it with everything that I've uh, told you at this point, breaking down this article for you, 
and uh how, how we how do we move forward from this man like what is the next move what is happening is this uh as people say a nothing burger um or is them getting involved kind of leads to the bigger picture what's going on all right so look um first of all uh the allegations that are out there right now against bobby himself are unacceptable uh heinous and cannot be ignored um the, you've got investors uh sending letters requesting that bobby be removed uh which is exactly what should happen anytime the investors start writing letters to the board you know it's starting to hit home how bad all of this is mm -hmm. um now why the board is circling the wagons again is up for debate don't get it it's one of the craziest situations i've seen we've seen this come up in business a lot uh, however, normally there's a tipping point long before this, where the risk of having that person continue to be in charge is bigger than the gains you believe you can get financially. Because look, at the end of the day, we all know why Bobby is still CEO of Activision is because mm -hmm. of the money he's made. Okay, period. Uh, this man has collected some of the biggest bonuses in the industry industry's history as head of Activision, and that was approved by the board. So they, he has made them a ton of money. However, ever since this stuff started coming out, uh, starting earlier this the the end of summer here with the big uh, lawsuits and all that kind of stuff, Activision's Activision stock price has dropped over 30%. Uh, on the Wall Street Journal reporting this week alone on Bobby himself, it dropped a tenth, right? So it dropped 10%. That's no joke. So again, there's got to be some underlying reason why the board continues to circle the wagons but you've got investors and now you've got two of the biggest players in the industry again these were internal emails obtained by bloomberg first they obtained jim ryan's email then they obtained uh phil's email we still have not heard if bowser has addressed this internally which i'm shocked and and surprised we have not but when you get two of the biggest players in the industry, two of your biggest partners, if not your biggest partners, having their internal emails leaked to Bloomberg, that means technically they're going public with it. Now, they haven't come out. I, I called on Twitter. I said, I'd love to see Phil, Jim, and Bowser all do a joint press conference or release a joint statement in unison. Um demanding changes from Activision. Um, that hasn't happened, but this is still a big deal that these emails got to Bloomberg because you don't see partners getting involved in other their, uh, their partners' business. That's like a no-no, right? That's not like something that normally happens unless it gets to a extreme point. Uh, and that's what has happened here, right? There, there is a line... Um, in the sand, even for business partners where it's like, okay, we got to put ourselves on the other side. This is not good by association. This is awful. I talked about this on PM and the PM. This is not just about Xbox. It's not just about PlayStation. This is about the industry as a whole. The industry has an image problem that they're trying to fix. The industry for a long time has been a good old boys club. We know this. This is not just an Activision thing. The Ubisoft stuff is still out there, even though most people have forgotten it. 
That's still been a problem. There's been plenty of other companies that have been accused of this kind of stuff through the years. The industry as a whole has an image problem that they are trying to change, that people like Phil, Jim are trying to alter right now. I saw comments on Twitter after the stuff broke. I'd hate to be a woman in this industry. You don't want that. Again, they didn't say I'd hate to be, I'd hate to be a woman at Activision. They said I'd hate to be a woman in, in, in the industry because self-created issues of diversity, inclusion, all that kind of stuff are still around and still to this day causing problems for a lot of people. Now, right. some of it, the majority of it was self-created. There's some of it that's not, but again, that's not the point. The point being is, is that this industry is trying to move forward. And when you have high profile things like this with CEOs of companies, some of the, the one of the biggest publishers in the world being accused and having these allegations out there, this continues to amplify your problem within the industry as a whole. And that's got to be cleaned up. So again, Jim and Phil coming out, having their internal emails leaked publicly is a big, big, big deal in this case. And so I think that eventually here, this pressure has to go further. Now, PlayStation, Phil said he was evaluating the partnership. People mm-hmm. are calling for them to remove games. Right. Like there's league out. There's a lot of, there's legal a lot of stuff, that. contracts yeah. it's not in that the easy. background. No, I'd love to see it happen. But again, there's a lot of that. Also, you're doing a disservice to your customers. Yes. Because you do have customers who could care less about this stuff. Right, exactly. Remove a game like PlayStation did with Cyberpunk. Look, you remove Call of Duty Warzone. You're, there's going to be a bigger problem. There's going to be a big problem, okay? Even if part of that base understands why you did it, there's going to be a large portion that don't understand and don't care and the say, majority. you, what, what are you doing? Right. right. So they're evaluating, but PlayStation did remove Call of Duty off of their um, main mark, uh, not, not off the marketplace. You can still buy Call of Duty there, but they, may, they removed the advertising from their... Um, main page Mm -hmm. where they show off hot games or whatever else you want to say popular games they did remove call of duty from there so it is a step now phil said he's evaluating look i think they need to both i would love to see them in the background get together i'm sure the conversations are already happening again people always think that this is some like war because they have an imaginary war where these companies don't talk that's bs i can guarantee you phil and jim have probably already had a conference call on this a zoom call on this to talk about what they're going to do uh, because it does affect not just them but the entire industry going forward because they're going to set whatever they decide to do if they need to do something if bobby's not removed and they need to take an extreme step that's going to set a precedent yep. that you are going to have to answer to in the future with whoever yep. this may happen to god forbid right so that's going to be a huge deal so i'd like to see them work something out in the background where they come to an agreement both do it in unison whatever that may be or maybe they both come out and state hey going forward no more contracts with Activision, no more advertising deals, no more nothing until this is resolved, until Bobby's gone, right? Yeah. That, that's what has to happen if the board is going to continue to rally around Bobby. I don't know how much longer they can do it because as much money as Bobby has made them in the past, he's losing them right now, like you said, yeah. Steel. Like you said, eventually, unless, again, he's got the dirt, 
unless the board is involved, unless the board was aware of the situation, because then, of course, they know if they oust him, he's going to throw everybody underneath the bus on the way out, right? But again, it's crazy to me. Uh, Bobby is now just running straight on ego. Yep. Uh, he would have gotten, had he stepped down immediately, we could have already oh, been talking been about mm-hmm. whoever his replacement was. Activision could have already been getting great Bouncing press back. had they hired a good person to fill that role. Bobby could have gotten a, he would have gotten a golden parachute on yep. his way out the door. Yep. Big, so, big resign money. Woo. Yeah. Big resigning money. Right. And he could have gone and lived on an Island forever. This is all straight ego now at this point. So that's all this is. Um, just to give you another example of how big this is, um, I believe was it the it was NASDAQ. NASDAQ has their own uh, website. Mm-hmm. They had an opinion piece written by a couple of Reuters uh, writers uh, who Reuters. Wrote how <laughs> they're Reuters. doing Reuters. <laughs> <And> yeah, writers. <laughs> uh, they're they're um, they wrote an article on how this actually does. Uh, open up Activision to right. a hostile takeover. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're talk weak. about bit, again how many people are going to take on this trouble? Wheel at the right price, it possibly like they said, Amazon potentially had their hands on Call of Duty instantaneously. Yeah, at the right price, that's an instant place in the market. Work, right, Netflix. If they're mm. serious about getting into gaming, biz. This is a golden opportunity that only comes around once in a generation, maybe less than that because of the situation. Again, at the right price, anything is valuable. So that's that's how far this has gotten. Uh, so again, I love to hear Jim and Phil come out. It's important that they do so as two of the biggest in the industry. Um, they got to make a stand. Again, I want to see more. I want to see more unity. I do want to see Bowser get involved in this. Again, mm-hmm. Activision isn't the biggest publisher on the Switch, of course, but they do have games over there. Yeah. Um, and in the future, that might also be the case. So Bowser's got to consider the future as well. And I'd like to see this be a unified front across the board from all the major console makers uh, in this space to say something about this uh, and actually do something, whatever that could be. Again, there's a lot of legality, a lot of other considerations in the background, but they, they got to figure out a way to make a bigger statement if necessary to get Bobby removed because that cancer obviously reached to the top. We, we speculated on it when all this stuff came out. I said multiple times on multiple shows, if Bobby did not know about this stuff, then that means he's a bad leader and the wrong person for the position. If he did know about it means he's a bad leader and wrong for the position. Either way, the cancer's coming from the top. They need to cut it all out. They need to get rid of all of it and flush it because that's the only way you're going to have a chance of cleaning up your image. Uh, and he is the, he's the head. So he's got to go. He's, he's got to go at this point. No, hundred percent. And I, and I can do nothing but agree. Um, Excuse me, I'm over here texting my order because I got I got to make sure I eat some eat some lunch after uh, right after the, right after the show. Yeah, but, other barber. Yeah, bring in Donnie D to head a act, what? Act That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. Fantastic yeah, yeah, move. yeah. That, that that'll lead them in the right direction. Yeah. Oh, it'd be it'd be all be about TV. But um, with that though. Man, that was an excellent conversation. I feel like we we, we we nailed the all points right there, and I can't talk, so uh, there's that. But <laughs> you're thinking about food. No, I am thinking about food. My stomach's touching my back, but that's fine. Um, 
it's we still got an excellent show to fucking finish up um we still got all these beautiful people here again um having you guys here has been such an amazing thing um we've seen so many new faces in here again um definitely hit that sub sub button hit that like button hit the bell notification if you want to know when we go live uh we are going to try to do more in the future um with being able to go live and everything hopefully those things change again life is life um real life becomes before everything else so it's just been kind of headache in the background along with just trying to get some game time in um personally you know what i mean so with that being said you know we have to end the show with some of the greatest things um and that's making pong feel old twice in the show so um and just for just in case steel we'll we'll say it again facts double x x x chandelure was announced as the winner they have until monday 11 59 p.m eastern time to dm either myself or steel rain that yes xx chandelure c-h-a-n-d-e-l-u-r-e you have until monday 11 59 p.m eastern to dm either myself or both of us either myself or steel or both of us um so that we can get you those codes for the 75 dollars gift card otherwise it's going to go back into a redraw country gentleman just dropped in here it's been a great show my friend we have shouted you out multiple times for your generosity thank you again but neither one of us have received a dm as of yet but they can listen to this in the future and if we don't hear from you monday 11 59 eastern the 75 dollars gift card goes back into a redraw so anyways just wanted to give that reminder steel before you jump into this makes me feel old segment no that's 100 and again um like Paul said, that is one of the stipulations for this contest. Again, we want people to be listening to us because you mess with us, not just because of the giveaway. Now, if that's why you're here, cool, man. I understand. It is what it is. I'm not going to knock Holy you for that. Um, but you're going to miss out if you're not actually listening or we're not paying attention. Um, you won't hear your name. So, again, stay tuned for Tuesday. Um, if you don't hear nothing by this weekend because we'll we'll announce it again if they when she he she whoever ends up claiming it we'll announce it on twitter to let everybody know that it has been claimed you're good to go if not we'll make another personal announcement tuesday saying that we are redrawing so um there is that with that let's get into this this day in gaming segment where we go back within 30 years of gaming to reminisce and not only that but to drive those memory banks um so you can have those memories that you might have had locked away in this little cube and thrown in the ocean to pull go ahead and deep dive for that pull that back out open that box up and have this marvelous amount of memories just pop out at you and just get you reminiscent and whatnot um the other thing with it gaming is art it should be treated as such it's part of the reason why we all while we lead into the upcoming games and then we outro with the this day in gaming segments um because gaming is art and should be treated as as such a game is a game is a game as i said earlier um shout out to you game awards now i'm playing but with that being said let's get knee deep into this damn gaming all right ladies and gentlemen with that being said we're starting here within the year 2000 and we're actually going to be starting with a title that a lot of people want to see come back here shortly um i know Boom is definitely going to be excited about this one. And I know of quite a few other ones. But starting in the year 2000, and this is crazy to think about, Nintendo 64 released Banjo-Tooie. Man. <laughs> at the time, Paul, you, you, you may not feel it, but at the time, Banjo-Tooie was definitely different. 
uh, it definitely. I don't want to necessarily say that it redefined the genre or whatever the case might be, but um, it was one of those. It's one of those IPs, and it's definitely Banjo himself is one of those icons that, if given a proper game today, could sell millions marketing wise. Um, just because on a kid's front, again, oh, of course, you know, I'm, I made, uh, it was a great family game. Yeah. For hundred percent. Uh, you know, I always tie back to Sonic and how much of an icon he is, uh, to even children today. Uh, he was an icon for me back in the day, but to see that kind of an impact, like even with the most recent Sonic movie, uh, to see those types of impacts still hit kids and them be interested. For an example, like my youngest daughter, um, shortly after the movie was like, hey, do we have any Sonic games on Game Pass? At the time, I didn't have any, but um, I did end up downloading a few and she's been kind of touching them on and off. So it's it's been an interesting thing. I think Banjo-Tooie coming back, um, again, if done right, because you have to have people who are passionate about it. Um, it's part of the reason Rare said they're not doing it because obviously they're not passionate about it anymore. Um, but as long as we have somebody that's passionate about it, it could definitely come back in a big way. So hopefully it does. 2002, we move into GameCube and Xbox releasing Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Um, announced as one of the backwards compatibility. It, it, it actually is. It actually did. Yes, it, excellent thing. Yes. Yes. Um, then in 2004, these aren't, this isn't a game, but I guess GameSpot <laughs> felt like it was important. Um, yeah. The, the DS. The 2004, the DS released the Nintendo DS. I just find that funny because of how they put it. They should have just yeah. put Nintendo released the Nintendo DS. Oh, I don't think we've ever had an actual system. I, I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought this was only games, but apparently it's not. They wanted you to know okay. that the DS came out in 2004, so I'm nice. Um, but they did release Super Mario 64 on the DS. Huh. I wonder what the Nintendo. Switch gate that get that game from. Oh man, <laughs> it's, it, it, Nintendo is great at releasing games at, at launch. Oh, they do that. They do that. Whatever. Just, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, re- respect the hustle. Whatever works. Uh, 2005 DS released Dragon Ball Z Super Sonic Warriors 2. Don't oh, recall that Dragon title, Ball but all right. how many Dragon Ball Z games have there been? There's, there's been, been as many lot. Dragon there's, Ball there's Z games lot. as there are episodes in that series. There's there's been as many Dragon like Ball Z games. There's been as many <laughs> Dragon Ball Z games as Nintendo's re-release games. <laughs> probably i'm being so and i'm being serious about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um not we're not counting about we're not counting the imports either right 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 um then in 2007 the ds released final fantasy what is that 12 or 13 12 12 revenant wings I'm not familiar with that one on the ds nope didn't touch it not familiar with that one then the xbox 360 released mass effect uh, again Classic for the time that it came out. I didn't have my chance to play Mass Effect until this year. And hey, if you're still on the fence, genre changing. It looked all time. Ladies and gentlemen, I saw something through the great through the grapevine that I have to let you guys know of. Um, there were some rumors behind the scene that um, somebody somebody leaked, and I shout out to Idle Sloth on uh, Twitter. If you guys aren't following him, definitely follow him. He he has his he has the hand on the pulse um, of the community, and this is what's going on um, within the spectrum overall. Uh, but I saw a post that he made earlier stating that there was leaked images of the because they had every edition of Mass Effect one, two, and three separated out, and then they had the Legendary Edition with a Game Pass title sitting in the bottom right hand yeah, corner yeah, saw that. of yeah. the uh, of the image. I tell you guys right now, 
if it comes Which, to if it comes to Game Pass and you guys don't play it, you're fucking missing out. Which you, we knew, you really which are. we knew it would happen, oh, we, right? Because EA play, because yeah. EA. So oh. eventually, it's going to. But yeah, if it's coming 100%. soon. Absolutely, you guys 100%. need to play. The, you guys need to play it. If you haven't played Mass Effect, it's Mass Effect, especially the Legendary Edition. You want to talk about games that hold up? God damn it, this game holds up. And I, I, matter of fact, I'm gonna start showing some more gameplay because uh, me showing it that one time just wasn't good enough. I got plenty more gameplay to show y'all. Um, Again, for someone who just recently jumped into the entire trilogy, God damn, that is a fucking amazing series. Yep. Amazing. I understand the hype. There needs to be more games to have this depth to it, which is, gets me excited when, I, when Todd Howard says things about Starfield. Again, like I said last week, if there's going to be hints of the, some Mass Effect in there and taking it to the next level as far as like character depth and everything, Oh my God, we're we're in it for a treat. That's neither here nor there. Get off my soapbox. Also, also, another side note too. Uh, during the celebration when uh, uh, Microsoft was doing their uh, montage mm-hmm. of uh, stuff um, for Game Pass, um, I believe that's when it was. Uh, somebody went through the, all the images, and there is what appears to be a cyberpunk uh, clip. Oh, that is in, true. In, I did see. I did that. see. Yeah, in Good that. Point. So. Uh, of course, they came out instantly and said, we have no plans of putting Cyberpunk on Game Pass, but look for Cyberpunk. What a great way to reinvigorate the series, uh, reinvigorate the game, and then also come out with the DLC. You're a bot in a, you're a, bot in a bit there, Pong. I don't, I don't know if, uh, if you still are or not, but I definitely want to let you know that you were botting. You're currently frozen. Um, I don't know if you can hear me, but I do want to let you know that you are frozen in the face that you're currently making. It's quite hilarious. Actually, let me take a let me take a picture of that. I'm gonna screen cap that. Um that's quite amazing. But I do want to let you know that you're quite you're frozen. Oh, now you're unfrozen. Hey, now you now you're muted. Now you're muted. Unstable. Hey, there you go. Now I hear you. No. All right, cool. I, hear I was you. gonna say that the cyberpunk uh, look for it next year. Uh when they get the series console patches ready, I would not yeah. doubt that that is pass to give it a boost or try to no nah, that's a, that's 100 a fact uh again cyberpunk me and pong will be the first ones to tell you you're missing out if you haven't played this game the story is immaculate i i i thoroughly enjoyed it and i was on the fence about it um i didn't have a lot of the issues on a lot of the other people were having but it neither here or there um pong you're frozen again and uh, i'm gonna take a screen cap of that too because you're making some classic faces here um I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be the guy to post them on Twitter or whatever the case. I'm not that petty, but I do want to let you know that you are frozen again, just in case you um, get a chance to to back out. Um, with that, we'll just continue to move forward. With that, PlayStation Three released and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty Rock Band. You're, you're a frozen guy. You being frozen is kind of actually quite hilarious. <laughs> rock Band, another amazing series. Um, I love Rock Band, man. Um, well, Rock Band, not so much. You're good now. You're not frozen now. Uh, you are muted, but you're not frozen. Yeah, you're, you're, there you go. There we go. How about that? Ah, you're amazing. Okay. You're amazing now. Boy, internet's go. going out. Let's wrap this up. Holy <laughs> yeah, let's, 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 let's get it wrapped up. Uh, Rock Band's amazing. I was more of a Guitar Hero fan, so there's that. Um, 
2008 DS, uh, DS I almost did said DC there yeah, they released Superman um, DS released Chrono Trigger in Japan a shout out to that uh, Chrono Trigger another classic series PC released Gothic 3 Forsaken Gods that sounds really familiar Gothic yeah Gothic Gothic is a great series yeah, I was gonna underrated say double A not one of my one, one of my double A's yeah. yeah I was gonna say Gothic is, uh, that sounds really familiar and I feel like I've had some time in there um, Xbox 360 released Sonic Unleashed another again people I made a post the other day that says people say 3D Sonic doesn't work yep. how many iterations of 3D Sonic do I need to show you <laughs> check out the check out the backwards compatibility FPS boosted. That's true. There's a lot of those that got dropped Unleash in there. Now, yeah. Check it yeah. out. Yep. Um, then Xbox 360 released The Last Remnant. Check definitely check that out if you're into that. Uh, 2011 we released The Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. Hey, there was there an amiibo that kind of um, allows you to fast travel. Back end is fast travel in a twenty dollar p- figurine. In the in the last release, yeah. Man, as a toy company, Nintendo's amazing. Anyway, um, <laughs> 2012 PC released um, Assassin's Creed 3. Again, from a lot of people, they probably say that's the last time Assassin's Creed was Assassin's Creed. Yep. Uh, then PlayStation 3 released Hitman uh, and Xbox 360 released uh, Hitman Absolution. Uh, solid. Solid game, solid game. I, I hope IO becomes underneath the umbrella of Xbox eventually. Oh, my they make, God. They just make such good stuff. Oh, my man. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> PlayStation Vita released Persona 4 Golden. Uh, again, there was also... Excellent. Amazing. A, 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 a solid title. I've never been into Persona like that. I got I tried to get into Strikers. It, it didn't pull my fancy the way that I thought it was going to. I understand why people like it, though. Uh, so I don't want to give... Uh, you got to try Golden there, 5 Royale. <laughs> Golden, though, is... Are they, aren't they turn-based? It deserves, it, huh? Aren't they turn-based? Yeah. It's got, but it's so good. The story is so good, Steel. It's so much fun. Golden on the Vita, and I played it on the PS TV, so I was playing on the big screen. It deserves right. a console release. A lot of people have been calling for a console release because it hasn't been. It's only in Vita, so they need to re-release it on console. It'd be so amazing. My, so my, we might have to say, check that out at some point. Yeah. Uh, 2012 PlayStation 3 release, a game that didn't take off or do anything when it should have. Uh, PlayStation All Star Brawl, uh, All Stars Battle Royale, All Stars Brawl. Yeah. Um, another game. PlayStation got the IPs to do it. Um, it didn't hit the way that it was supposed to. Nope. Oh well. Didn't give it any love. Nope. So what happens? Yep. Uh, what if they had a service that they could have been a free to play? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah. 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 What are you hey, saying, Steel? So speaking of that. There's another one that's coming out called Multiverses that are actually yeah. um, they actually got Kevin Conroy, the old uh, Batman voice voice actor, which I yeah. thought was hopefully I'm saying his name right. Um, I'm, I'm bad with names, but um, yeah, they got the old school Batman. Uh, the guy who used to animate him, uh, do the voice for him back in the day for the animated series is doing the voice for him in this series. Uh, Multiverses again, side tangent. Um, it's also going to be a free-to-play game. Um, it's going yeah. to have dedicated servers day one, and um, they're saying that net coding is going is their number one priority. We'll see. For it's game, from WB, so they got a lot of product. They got a lot of uh, IP. Got a lot of IP, a lot of product yeah. they could put in there. A lot of characters. Again, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl seemed to miss that step because you you have that initial impression to be either you're going to be on the level of uh, Smash Brothers or you're not. They had so many issues. All-Star oh, yeah. Brawl, uh, the Nickelodeon All-Stars was not. And you, 
That's that's the only problem with these fighting games is that you yep. have to at least meet this baseline. If you don't meet yep. this baseline, your game's gonna die. Yep. Cool. Um, Multiverse seems to be doing that. Uh, again, it looks like there's a lot of love, a lot of passion, a lot of dedication getting put into it. And if net coding and uh, dedicated servers, they said it's gonna be uh, day one dedicated servers. Hey, things are working in the right direction. We'll see. As a free to play game, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, anyway, then in 2014, PlayStation 3 released um, and PlayStation 4 released. This is weird. Um, but Dynasty Warriors 8 Japan or uh, Empires in Japan. Dynasty Warriors, another classic series if you're into that. Um, yep. I love Dynasty Warriors. I'm kind of sad because I really wanted to play the Gundam version of Dynasty Warriors um, that I thought was really cool because they had a lot of the characters in there. Because essentially it was just Dynasty Warriors, but with Gundam characters. Um, I wanted to jump into that. I didn't have a choice to jump into that when I had my PlayStation because uh, I was too involved in Gundam Breakers 3. But it's either here or there. Dynasty Warriors, if you guys if you guys love it, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who are familiar with the Musu series. Musu Fighters are awesome. I if, love them. If you're Just in, to mess around with. If you like yeah. it, you like it. You know what I'm saying? Empires is Empires has more strategy to it. Right, it's, right. Exactly, yeah, so exactly. It, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not <laughs> the same. It's not the same. Definitely more strategy involved, but it's still a good game overall. Um, 2015, 3DS released Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Ooh. Um, never played that game. So there's that. Um, okay. Then in 2018... PlayStation 4 released. I know this is y'all's favorite game. Farming Simulator 19. Hey, 22 is out next week. We had it in our uh, games coming next week. Hey, man, hopefully uh, you guys are ready to, to uh, get that corn out the fields. Um, you know, what else do you farm? Uh, you can. I'm not a farmer. I just, I go to the store. The, the food is magically there. <laughs> no, I, I I know the whole process. I know the process behind it and everything, but um just being funny. But if you're a farm if you're into farming and everything, man, farming simulator is there for you. I, I heard the game's actually pretty good. It does knocks uh, a lot of those key points if you're into that kind of thing. Uh it yep. does it really well. So uh, definitely don't sleep on it if you're into that kind of thing. Um and then in 2020, uh Nintendo Switch released Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um I actually heard this is another one of those Mushu Warriors kind of game. Yep. Um I heard this game was actually really good. Um, yeah. And I heard it was a lot of fun. The story is actually pretty good, um, that they do really well with it. I heard the frame rate on it is complete garbage, though. Um, taking a well, lot of dips weird. into the 15s. Nintendo got frame rate problems? What? Wow, yeah. Um, which isn't good in these types of games. I and makes it really hard to play it. It makes it really hard for it to for the game to be taken seriously. Uh, again, I know that a lot of people try to overlook, oh, frames aren't that big of a deal. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, we need to get away from 30 FPS. We really do. Um, I, I even, Todd Howard even himself said, oh, I'd rather have 30 FPS games, give you more visual quality um, and everything else at a different pace and everything. Um, I'm going to disagree with Todd Howard. Uh, he could be the god and everything. He could be the game creators and everything. <laughs> you can't disagree with him. Right, You're that's just going to be wrong at the end of the day. That's fine. I'll be wrong. You're wrong. Uh, I'll be wrong. <laughs> but uh, he's he's wrong, and we need 60 FPS. Uh, you want people to feel your game. Uh, you want people to feel what uh, not having input latency and things like that really truly means. And the best way to do that is setting that standard at 60 FPS. If anything, get rid of ray tracing. Use the different methods of ray tracing that we've been using. 
that's another different conversation. <laughs> With that being said, and don't and don't sleep on anybody since we're on Musu uh, combat, uh, Musu fighters. Uh, hey, don't ever if you guys are looking for a great one that was kind of slept on, don't sleep on them. There's two of them out now. Dragon Quest Heroes, uh, great. I played those. Those are awesome. If you're into Dragon Quest, um, the Musu fighter versions uh, Heroes is excellent. Is it really 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 good? Yeah, really hmm. well done. Nice, awesome. Nice. Games. Yep. Well. With that being said, this was your This Day in Gaming segment. Uh, <laughs> Constant Gamer said, man, I'm trying to join the Farming Sim Pro League. Hey, I, I know you are, Constant Gamer. Hey, I'm trying to figure out where you're at on the battlefield in Halo. I haven't seen you yet. Imagine that, eSports no, Farming Simulator. eSports God, Farming Simulator would be hilarious. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that just would be the, intense, the intensity of it? Trying to see who is going to be able to grow their crops first. Oh my god! Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, that, that, that TV RTS farming simulator. <laughs> no, who can grow the farm the quickest? <laughs> who can get their barn up and running first? Oh my god! <laughs> hey, he's I, got a he's I'll got an it. army of combines. Look out! <laughs> oh snap! There's a tractor coming in hot. <laughs> oh, he's growing the corn first. Hey. It's like he's investing in John Deere. I don't know if that's such a good decision. <laughs> I think Honda would have been the bigger, better choice. <laughs> oh God, you know how they, they you know have how a funny constant gamer. Are oh you serious? my God. Oh good God. Well, okay. I don't doubt it. Look, look, I don't doubt it. There, 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 there's there's porn for everything. I don't doubt there's esports for everything. That is true. That is true. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, with that being said, that was your This Day in Gaming segment. This is episode 34 of the Living Split Screen Morning Show. <laughs> it was a million dollar tournament. Oh, Honestly, my God. You're killing me, man. Um, oh, Living God. Split Screen, where we go live every Saturday, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time. Look, ladies and gentlemen, it was amazing having you all here. Um, we saw some a lot of new faces in here. Shout out to y'all. Hopefully, I'll come back Great on a weekly basis. Great final episode of Living Split Screen as Steel and I go pro farming simulator from here on out. Because man, million dollar uh, tournaments. Let's I'm, go. I'm putting, We're training today. I'm putting I'm putting Halo down and I'm putting going 100 into farming simulator when it comes out uh, 2022. Um, I'm I'm ready for it. Million dollar tournament. I'm gonna be the best farmer you've ever seen. <laughs> With that being said, Paul, brother from another, my guy, uh, yeah. the man who puts the soul into Paul, man. Um, I feel like it was another excellent episode, man. Again, hitting these topics out of the park, um, approaching them in, in a way that a lot of other people aren't aren't doing. Uh, again, especially with the whole Game Awards conversation, um, bringing Forza back into the topic. I feel like we definitely hit it in a, quite in a different way that a lot of people weren't maybe weren't anticipating, or maybe we did. And uh, you guys can tell you tell us how much you hate us, and that's fine. Uh, with that being said, though, um, I do want you to let the people know, man. Uh, how you, how'd you feel about this episode, man? And where can the people find you, bro? Fantastic episode, brother. This was great. Uh, high energy, as always. Uh, we covered uh, the big topics. We got through it. Um, another three plus hours of nothing but good conversation. Easy. Uh, chat was going good. Uh, we had lots of good topics in there as well. And people bringing up good points. Appreciate you all for doing that. It makes the show even more uh, when that happens. Sometimes Steele and I do get lost in our own conversations, but yeah. man, when we, when we see some good stuff in a chat, it's always great to be able to bring it in uh, and play off of that as well. So thank you all for being here. Anybody new again, listening that checked us out today because of the contest or whatever reason why you heard about us from mm -hmm. somebody else. Thank you for being here. Anybody listening in the future that's new. Thank you 
again for listening to us and taking the time out of your day to join Steel and myself. Uh, just having passion for this industry that we all love. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe if you have not already. Again, when we have 400 subscribers, another contest that's rolling. Yes. Wandering Dutch, great member of this community, awesome content uh, creator, Wandering Dutch from Midweek Mixup, uh, Midweek Mixup Collective. Uh, he is going to give away a series or PlayStation 5 uh, custom controller. Uh, again, that's going to happen at 400 subs. So please, if you'd like it, again, it's not about the contest. Steel and I do not want to buy people. We have slow, steady growth. That's We're okay with that because we want everybody that joins our channel to be here because you like what you see or hear, not because we give away things. So appreciate all of you. Um, but uh, thank you for being here, chat. You guys were amazing. Nothing but love and respect each and every week. You know that. I started in this community in the chat only. I never thought I was going to be sitting in this chair on camera with Steel or with any of my other shows ever. I never, never thought that I'd be doing this. So uh, I started out in the chat. And so I get it. Uh, respect you all for being here. Um, Steel, great show. Thank you for all you do, brother. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, I really do, man. You you do so much behind the scenes. Um, and without you, the show is a no-go. Uh, so again, every week, man, each and every week, no matter what real life's got going on, you've been here doing your thing and putting together all the background stuff. So I just love you, brother. And I uh, love doing this every Saturday with you. It means the world to me uh, to be able to do this. So um, look, you guys can find me, Punksel, on the console, uh, on, on Xbox, on Twitter. Um, you know the drill there. Otherwise, tonight, the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere. That's PTK Blam's channel. He deserves a bigger audience. Join us on the Shop tonight. Uh, Got to remember the time change because he's in Arizona. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time. We end your Saturday night the right way. Again, more positive conversation about the industry as a whole. Um, so just please drop on in. We always have some good topics. It's a quicker show, hour and a half, two hours, depending on who the guest is. Drop by the Shop Podcast tonight. Uh, Tuesday, don't think I'm going to be there Tuesday on Xbox Factor Podcast, but you should still check it out. If you don't know, boom, Double Barrel Gaming. Yeah. Man, the band's got an empire, one of the best in the community, just a super positive dude. Xbox Factor Podcast, all things Xbox. That's Tuesdays, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Archimedes, Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, uh, Zemi Games, 3-Bit when he's available, and myself. Uh, come check it out. Steel's dropped on in and done guest appearances over there. Xbox Factor on Tuesdays is awesome, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Uh, no PM in the PM, but uh, Pong and the Mav and the PM will return not next week, but the week after, because of course, Thanksgiving falls on Thursday, but PM in the PM Thursday night, 7 PM Eastern, six o'clock central time. Again, you like this two man format that Steele and I have. That's what, that's what Mav and I do over there on fun speculations channel. So come check us out Thursday nights, except for this week, enjoy Thanksgiving. Or even if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, enjoy family or playing games or whatever nice. you're going to do, take a break. Um, Friday nights, Xbox Ultimate, Fun Speculations Channel. Again, Magnificent 7. And uh, Mav usually has guests weekly as well. We just had uh, Obi-Wan, great member of the community, and KY Bob on last night. So that's Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Otherwise, be back here next Saturday for Living Split Screens. 
I can guarantee that unless real life takes me out, I will be here because I love this. Thank you all again. It's golden age of gaming. Please get out there, play what you love, love what you play. And I'll be talking to you real soon. Steel, get us out of here, brother. Yo, beautiful people. Um, I'm the one and only Steel Rain. I Steel Rain. I everywhere. The C is a seven. Um, if it has a search bar, you'll more than likely find me. Um, hit me up in the DMs. Um, mostly frequent on Twitter. Um, you can also hit me up on YouTube. I also have a personal YouTube channel that you guys can follow um, that I'm not very active on. But if you do want to check out some of the previous content and things, um, check out some gameplay. Uh, I think I've gotten some ideas here of some content that I may do in the future um, as far as because when I stream and stuff, I get so involved and I get so heavily involved in my gaming and everything. I don't like talking and stuff. So it's like, uh, I think what I'm gonna start doing is uh, if I do end up going live, I'm just gonna stream me playing. Uh, I think that's gonna be a good way it's just to give people they just who are interested. Your beautiful face. That's uh, all they need. I may or may have, not. You could have the gameplay as a small little screen and then oh, you just me? as just the main screen. I'm the main screen? I, I, yeah, man. I think you're gonna, yeah. You that'll that'll be the one? That'll be the way. Okay. Well, you guys let me know if you want to see my beautiful face or you want to see. Or if you, uh, yeah, my wife said she'd watch it. Of course she would. Um, <laughs> I already have one fan. <laughs> but no, um, but I was definitely considering that uh, just because, just to give some more content, some more gameplay to keep something constantly rolling in. Because uh, I'm recording gameplay on a week to week basis, except this week. So you're getting a little bit of an older Halo gameplay this week. But I, I definitely wanted to keep that up there because it's been kind of my life right now. But. With that being said, uh, episode 34 is in the books. 35 is going to be next week. You can catch me right here every Saturday morning um, on Living Split Screen, keeping it live, raw, and uncut, uh, taking that RTS view that I have seemingly uh, taken the model for now and just looking at the industry as a whole. Uh, we are a non-console-centric platform. We talk about everything that's going on in the industry because we are wanting to reach that 3 billion gamer mark. Uh, will we get there? Who knows? But hopefully with the support of the community and uh, the support, support of the others who just constantly... Um, show us love and dedication and everything that will eventually get there. Um, that is the goal. We do this out of the passion. We do this out of love. And with that being said, we will catch you next time on Living Split Screen, episode 35. Going to be locked in the books. Always have an amazing time here. It's like an energy shot that you need to get into the rest of your weekend. With that being said, we'll catch you all gaming. Hey, if you're playing Halo Infinite, add me. If I got space, let's group up. Let's get some let's get some bodies in and uh hopefully make some people mad. With that being said, much love to everybody. We'll see y'all next week. Y'all stay easy, stay safe, and uh may the gods walk with y'all, man. Peace and stay easy. Much love. love.